All right. And episode 30, fuck, 307. I just fucked it up. Not enough sleep with my buddy Gregory. I don't know why I said my buddy. I don't know you. I guess that's just me talking. But you asked for you asked beforehand, can we cuss? And fuck yes, we can. And I try to just bump it all out immediately to just kind of weed out people who aren't going to like the channel. So I just like to start every podcast with like, don't be a retard faggot. And if you don't like that, don't watch the show. So just kind of push it out of the way real quick. Like, you know, it's funny you use the F word because, uh, you know, people that are your age, they'll be like, Gregory, that's so insensitive. And I say, look, when I was a kid, there were old people who used the word colored or Negroes because that's what they grew up with in the 1930s. So I still sometimes use the F word. But now, because of the cancer culture and the radical left has taken over everything, and you know they use like Orwellian, yeah, uh, new speak and try to change our language and all that. That word will get you fired very fast. Good in a regular in a regular job. But the reason I ask if you cuss is because YouTube people who don't have YouTube channels. They don't know like you 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 endeavor to try to get your episodes monetized because then you can get money from the ad revenue and so forth. But one of the things I look for is profanity. So the more yeah. profanity you have, you're, you're less likely to get it monetized. Now, if you're not trying to monetize your episodes, then, you know, we can fucking cuss all you want. So. We, no, but it's your channel. We're going to we are going to, we are going to cuss as much as we want. <laughs> we're just, we're going to, 9-11 was orchestrated by some faggot Islamic terrorists. Is that, do we get all the red flags now? Good. Um, well, oh, okay, but, but see, that's not the main conspiracy theory that it's done by Islamist terrorists, unless you're saying that America or certain segments of the American government hired them. You know, the, the prevailing theory has always been <laughs> elements of our government that did it. Well, this is – and I've gone back and forth on this a lot, and I've kind of been examining it as from as many angles as I want or have been or been able to. And my ultimate conclusion is that – Although it matters who orchestrated it, in a way, it it doesn't for the big picture. Because the big picture is there was an attack. We used it to go to Afghanistan and then just kind of side shimmy into Iraq and occupy there. Whether And obviously it is important. Did the CIA orchestrate it? Was it not orchestrated? Was it it organic, but they picked it up with the NSA surveillance net and said, why don't we just let this thing slide on through? Because it's still organic, and but now we can just you know let it happen, right? Dick Cheney telling Norad to like you know stand, stand down, down. You know, a little yeah. weird, a little weird, and then a week later telling them no, you're good, you you can keep going back at it, which hadn't happened in its entire history. But so I don't know. Problem, action, solution. You know that that's the whole thing with COVID now too. Is yeah. is you can't let a good crisis pass away an opportunity that you might have. Yeah. And with with nine eleven, it's it's not just it it justified our inclusion into Afghanistan and Iraq, but it brought about the Department of Homeland Security and brought brought Patriot about the surveillance Act. state that we have now, where the NSA even admits every email mm-hmm. is, is is hacked, every phone call, your cable box can spy on yeah. you. Alexa and Siri are constantly spying on you, even if you turn them off. Yeah. All of this was kind of justified because uh, of 9-11. So mm-hmm. it just brought in this, again, this hor- horrible Orwellian police state that we live in and it's in co-it or early stages now, but mm-hmm. it's really going to bloom in the next few decades because most Americans are so dumbed down in their history, so dumbed down in civics and ethics. They don't see it that this is a complete infringement on our civil liberties because, again, it's easier to control a population 
that is stupid yeah. and then doesn't know it's right. Think of all the people, the cops knock on the door. Come on in, cops. Yeah. Or you you want to go through my car? All right. That's fine. We don't know the hard. Fourth Amendment. We yeah. don't know the Fourth Amendment. Right? Yeah. It's, so, I mean, it's just, it's easier. We're sheeple. We're yeah. Americans are mostly just sheeple. We just need bread and circus, yeah. right? Give us the food and give us our screens and just, you know, we will let you do. If you want to lock us down, even though it's constitutionally wrong, we'll just stay in our house all day and listen to big brother government tell us what to do on a virus that has a 99.5% survival rate. 99.97. Yeah. A little even higher. I've, I've so, so we we give up all of our liberties. We let the government tell us what to do for a virus that isn't killing pretty much anybody, unless you have massive comorbidity. Was well, like the de- the average death of a COVID patient is higher than the average life expectancy of an American. Just period. Yeah, and not I only mean, not only that, it's is a uh, it, there's a statistic the other just because we just finished 2020. And like the last couple of days, there was a, the CDC released a stunning statistic. Did you know that common cold deaths were down 97% in 2020? Mm, how that happen? Huh. That's weird. Just not in the history of keeping records, but last year it just dropped 97%. That's weird. It's because it's the same fucking cold. It's the same cold that killed old people. And the reason I've had on Delta Force guys, especially Dale Comstock, who openly he goes this is this is a bioweapon and he goes because it's asymmetric warfare china knows that they can't meet us they can't meet us toe-to-toe with aircraft carriers they can't meet us toe-to-toe with fighter jets or with tank divisions but what they can do is hit us from a different angle and all you have to do is look at covid and you have to look at they're not shut down right now so they've essentially it's an olympic it's an 800 meter sprint and they've managed to convince everyone else to stop and tie their shoes and they're still chugging along. It's a brilliant game, but that's exactly what it is. And just in time for the vaccines. Have you seen in the news the new COVID strain, 70% more viral? Mm, it's yeah. like clockwork. It's just coming in like clockwork. But people are going to believe it. Yeah. Right? There's always, you keep people in a suspended state of fear, you lose your liberties. Like Franklin has an old saying, those who give up their freedom for security deserve neither and get yeah. neither. Yeah. So you keep you keep everybody in a constant state of fear and vigilance because they're more likely to be sheeple and listen to what you want. Yeah. And so when you and I tell them stuff like this, they're like, shut up, you know, because they're in denial. And yeah. again, they're just slaves and sheeple. And yeah. Any free thinkers, they have to shut down. I mean, you see that happen now on Facebook and Twitter and all these things that are that are censoring anything that that has anything that's that's contradicting the COVID line, the anti-vax uh, sentiment. But like in my area with MGTOW and Red Pill, I mean, even that area, if you look, manosphere, men going the wrong way has been labeled hate speech by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is kind of the big... <laughs> group in america that's that that watches hate speech and so we're up there now with with neo-nazism and all these other things because we tell men not to marry somehow that is hate speech what's let's let's get into this so kind of tie it back into what you initially asked like monetization so like that was the goal of this like i i got into medical school in 2013 and we'll graduate in 2013, got into medical school in 2014, decided I wasn't happy, got into pharmacy school the next year, decided I wasn't happy, and then took a couple of years to myself to tr- kind of figure shit out. Started this podcast last December, December 2019. And I put out a video in like October and, or September, and I was like, I was like, is there anyone willing to like give me money 
for just living expenses. So I don't have to spend all my time working at a fucking liquor store. And then I was like, and I'll just give you 49% of it. And someone signed on. Someone that has the funds signed on. And they're like, yeah, I'll give you like, you know, three, four years of living expenses and see how far you can get this channel going. Well, because this guy is as like, like what anyone else would say, a hate speech neo-Nazi. But because this guy is like you and I, he was like, don't censor yourself at all. And I was like, well, it might not get monetized. And he was like, it'll it'll work its way out however it does. There's Rumble, there's BitChute. I mean, Rogan just made his, you know, he made his bang on Spotify. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, but to be clear, you ain't ever going on Spotify simply because have you heard about what Spotify is trying to do with Rogan? They're trying to tell him what, what guests he can have on and who he can't have on. Yeah. Uh, he had, um, going back to conspiracy theories, Alex Jones on. You know, he's yeah, had him on. I love time. Alex Jones, yeah. And uh, the people at Spotify, because Spotify is headquartered out of Sweden or Norway, and uh, they have this hate speech guideline that they use for everybody else. And they're like, why does Rogan get exemption from it? Well, it's because Rogan signed a deal where the Spotify can't tell him who he can have on and yeah. can't. But, but your content, I mean, no offense, even if it's great, it's Spotify isn't gonna isn't gonna get it. So I mean, uh, your your advertising is gonna have to come from uh, some sort of company that doesn't give a fuck well, about what you say. So well, I don't know how you got this George Soros of the right benefactor. <laughs> to support your podcast but yeah that's awesome that's, yeah. That, is, I have, that yeah. is awesome i appreciate it well yeah it's yeah and that's what people are like who is this and i'm like so it's just a just a normal fucking guy but I, now I, I just like to play it off when people ask i'm like well you know he's a shadowy figure he lives you know he's in the bilderberg group he's there you oh, go oh. I'm, like, I'm like you may know him you know he's, is he at the grove is he yeah, at the he's grove bohemian too? grove he and i actually to get me to sign on i had to sign up the blood of a child that was sacrificed at the feet of moloch <laughs> the cremation of care yeah, yeah. no yeah. just just a dude that likes the channel but like but i've i, I don't had Delta Force guy I talked to last night. He actually called me, and there's a company he's working with. And I was, he was like, "Yeah, man, they might be interested in the podcast." And I was like, "Well, because Dale's come on here before, and Dale openly talks for. He's like, we need to start shooting Antifa fags." And I'm like, "I love you, Dale." He was in Delta Force for ten years. He was in the CIA for nine years. And but yeah, back to to people that don't give a fuck. I'm kind of slowly moving into that where I'm finding through like dale i'm finding companies that they back this delta force guy they they kind of don't give a fuck because dale is as far from political correct as you can get so that's he's a a dying breed he is he is amazing he flew back from bali because he lives in paradise he flew back from bali for the uh to vote in the election to quote be here for the impending civil war I love him. He is he is an American hero. Well, I would say like if the Supreme Court would have like overturned the elections, it, I think we'd be much more likely to have a civil war because the left is going to be the one that initiates it. Most people from the right, we pay mortgages, we have kids, we don't have time to destroy the country, and we don't want to destroy the country. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's it's the left that that riots, loots, and destroys, as you know. So yeah. I don't think we're going to have a civil war. I mean, look, the, the thing was like this: if the civil war would have to come because. <clears throat> Who has all the guns? It's the right that has all the guns. So if Trump was still president, the commander in chief would be a Republican. He's not going to send troops to go against Americans uh, because the army as a whole is is still very conservative. But now that Biden is going to be commander in chief, 
Yeah, I mean, they could do, again, going back to false flag attacks, they could do some false flag mm-hmm. attack or some some shadowy Michigan militia like the one that, that kidnapped Gretchen Whitmer. They could do something in yeah. some town and he's going to have to roll out the military yeah. and then good Americans who are armed are going to fight that. And yeah. I mean, we could have a civil war that way. But aside from him throwing out the military, I don't I don't think we're going to go into civil war. I mean, I think Antifa is going to, is and all the BLM nonsense is going to die down a little mm-hmm. They're going to give Biden some chance to see if he's going to, you know, tap into the, the, the radical left agenda that they want. If Biden is smart and we will make the assumption that he creates policy because you've already talked about the Grove and Bilderberg. You know, my belief is that policy comes from, you know, Davos, all Absolutely. these. And then they just give it to the teleprompt speakers that we call presidents. Yeah. Presidents roll it out. But let's say you believe that Biden actually has power. If he he's smart, he needs to govern from the center because in two years the 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 Democrats could lose the House. They lost a lot of seats in the House. They they certainly didn't do well in state legislatures because they were being branded as communists or communist supporters. So if Biden really wants to heal the country, he needs to run down the center and ignore AOC and Kamala and all the radical left fringe. Uh, because if he taps into that, then I think they're going to lose the house, and then you're going to see the right also be more pissed. But if he kind of runs like, and this is way before your time, like kind of Clinton, left of center, the economy does well under him. He, he says all the right things about uniting the country. Then, uh, then he might have a shot, or he could just retire because of dementia one month in, and then we have the crazy shrill voice lefty Harris yes. become president, yes, and then Oh man, then then talk about civil war because she'll roll in her radical left stuff. But still, I don't know, man. What do you think? You think you think the 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 God fearing Christian gun owning people of America would would they would they choose to take up arms against even a Harris president presidency? So I'm I'm a bit in the minority, and that I still think somehow Trump's going to pull it off. Oh god! Okay, look, look, right, really yeah. fast. So, on my on my my YouTube channel, uh, Red Pill Men's Health, I do a poll every week since like July. Who's sure. going to be president in January twenty twenty one? And it's always even after the election, sixty five percent Trump. Yeah. I did the poll four days ago, and we are what four weeks away, three weeks away from inauguration. And even now, fifty percent, like two thousand people voted. Fifty percent think Trump's going to be president. Explain to me, Thomas, how is Trump going to be president in three weeks? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, with my biology degree and my years of experience in D.C., let me tell you. Um, So, and what I always try to tell everyone is, dude, in two thousand eight, I was eighteen and I voted for Obama. In two thousand twelve, I was pre med, didn't want Obamacare, so I voted for Romney. Two thousand sixteen, I was really into psychedelics and being lazy, so I voted for Bernie. Twenty twenty, yeah, in twenty twenty, voted for Trump. So like. I'm not even some like lockstep one way or the other. So I try to give that to myself as some like, you know, I do have some I've proven to myself that I like I can like evolve my mind. I the reason why is because it's kind of like what you said, like men who go their own way. Right. You know, it's when I got into med school is despite what everyone told me, you know, go be a doctor. And you're probably wondering how the fuck does this have to do with Trump? I'll tie it in. 
like why why do you got to be a why do you want to do this and i was like i'm just not happy i just need to do what i need to do and it was six years of just questioning myself not knowing what was happening right after college lost a sibling to suicide like just went down a dark hole of just drug use and self-hatred suicidal ideation and the entire time people telling me you're an idiot like what are you doing you got into med school you got into 15,000 applied to miami 100 got in i was one of them and now, six years later, I've pulled off a respectable salary for a podcast where I can just swear and call people retarded faggots and talk about Islamist terrorism. And and no one can touch me because I don't I don't rely on YouTube anymore. So I've shown through my gut that I've I've seen what works to tie that in. I sat here in this chair on election night. And the thing I always point to is it's it's not just that I watched Trump win as it was happening on Joe Rogan, Steven Crowder. But I watched my leftist friends and the leftist media melt down on Reddit, on Twitter, on Instagram. I watched, so it's not just that I saw him win, I watched them watch him win. Right. And Okay, but, but ultimately, sure, though, sure, sure. Biden is going to be president in three weeks. Sure. Okay, so I, how are we going to change that? Like, you know, the, the over here in my state, down yeah, here in Texas, our attorney general tried to take it to the courts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't give it standing. That, right. So what's going to stop in three weeks? I mean, let, I, what I, is the path? I don't know. And that's and I'll, there I'll, is no path, I, my friend. I, oh, no, I'll openly admit that to you. I don't know. And I, and I there's a good chance I'll be eating a big old slice of humble pie in 19 days or 18 days. And I, I you know, I admit that. This is what I told my subscribers in, sure. in that poll. I said, look, there's a there's a strong difference between wanting and being completely deluded. And yeah. I think anybody and this is no offense to you, Thomas, no, if I you got believe you. that Trump's gonna be president in three weeks. But every legal way to yeah. have kept him in office has been shot down. Yeah. He hasn't conceded. Yeah. He's not gonna concede, but he will leave the White House yeah. on January twenty first. Yeah. So there's nothing in the horizon to make us think that there's going to be a 180. The Supreme sure. Court didn't want to take it on because they were in some way smart, even though even if they did find voter impropriety, they were if, if they were going to overturn the election, talk about civil war because the sure. left is the one who's going to foment. Sure. So even they didn't want to touch it. So it's delusion. People oh, it, who think Trump's going to be president three weeks are delusional. Oh, it is. Oh, no. And I'm the first to admit it. When someone's like, what, what's your reasoning? I'm like, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> and I, I have absolutely no idea. And I'm the first to admit that. I'm like, I have no idea. And there's a very good chance in 18 days I'll be going, well, that didn't work. So I just, I don't. Yeah, you, just, you can wish it, but sure, that's not the sure. same thing is happening. So, I mean, like what cognitive dissonance is going sure, through your head right now to sure. make you think that Trump's going to be president? Sure. Again, just gut watching up until four in the morning. And then just seeing all of them po- call it at the same time and pause counting. Right. And then just right. the, so it's I guess the, the better way to word it is this. I don't know if he'll be president. I don't know if he'll be able to prove the fraud. I guess but, that's but what I'm trying to get at. How is he going to prove it now? With three well, that, that's what, I, that, no that, legal, that's legal what I mean. It's that's what I'm, I'm realizing as I say this. I think my gut feeling is more of I think he legitimately won. Do I think he'll be able to prove Doesn't it? Matter. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Is it's no it's no longer an issue of whether or not there was fraud. Can you prove it? Will he? I don't know. 
I think that's a coin toss. It's and Mike, Mike makes right, man. The, the, yeah. the, the, the media is on, on Biden's uh-huh. side. Academia is social media. Everything's on his side. It's, I mean, it doesn't matter if there was voter exactly. impropriety. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, Mike makes right. Biden's going to be president. Exactly. It doesn't matter what should happen. There's a thing right. of what will happen. And, and, and that's, you know, talk about red pills is, yeah, I completely see that. And I do, you know, I kind of believe that. Maybe yeah, it's. I think it's the probably romantic, idyllic, deluded mind that's like, I saw what was right, and it's like, well, hey man, if you can get away with steroids and break the home run record, and they can't prove it, it doesn't matter that you shot up steroids. You got away with it. You got the fucking. You know, you have the record. It doesn't matter if you beat Hank Aaron, right? It's. I think that's probably where I'm looking at. And as I get older, I'll look back at this and I'll be like, you doe-eyed little bitch. Like it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter. It matters who pulls it off, right? The universe is amoral. It doesn't give a fuck. It's like, cut the throats, and whoever... The the CIA definitely killed fucking JFK. It doesn't matter how wrong it was. It doesn't matter if if Jackie got her her face sprayed with brain matter. The reality is, is they pulled it off. We went to Vietnam. 50,000 Americans died, and the military-industrial complex made a slaughtering. It's. I think that's what I'm getting at. Is I think this happened. No, I don't know the path. I don't see the path. It's that's the differentiation. Differentiation. I guess I should make. It's the only. The only haha I'll get is in like 80 years when you know, just like as they declassify JFK shit, I'll be like, ha, I was right about 9/11, or ha, I was right about the 2020 election. Is it going to have a real effect in my life? Probably not. Well, I mean, this goes back to what, what is your view of, of sure. history? So if we believe in esoteric history, if we believe that the ruling elite of, of, of the world or whatever, they you, always can have. Call them the, you can call them the globalists, the luminists, whatever you want to call them. If they already kind of determine who's going to be president of all these countries or, or prime minister mm-hmm. of these countries decades before, I mean, does it really matter if Biden or Trump's going to be president? I mean, I mean, look, we can talk about QAnon and stuff like that, but there are people who believe Trump is the savior of america and he was just you know not allowed to to clean up america the way i look at it man if you look at trump's history man the dude is a debauched irreligious man going back to the 80s if you look in in the 80s he was a democrat yeah he 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 is a narcissist and an opportunist yes now granted we don't have a problem with it because we'd rather have somebody from the right in the presidency than the left but if you step back Trump is a, a vainglorious narcissist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally a narcissist. Thrice married, owns owns the a beauty patch or a Miss Universe. Every every building he has, big gold letters say Trump. Oh, he is. I mean, he is like a biblical antichrist. Like, I mean, vain. But he's better than Hillary, right? Right, that, right. That's the way we look at it. This is how, like, the the evangelical right. Like, I'm a traditional Catholic, so sure. this is how, like, the the, the 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 Christians look at it. It's like, yeah, we know he's done this, this, but he's better than the Democrats because you know I think the Democrats are emboldened by the devil. I believe in spiritual warfare, and I believe so do that, I. You know, one hundred percent, dude. I went to that, Catholic school for twelve years. That the, the, the left is really impelled by the occult and deep, dark forces. That's not to say that the Republican Party isn't corrupt as well. And and, and this is why, look, uh, going back to your dating, your, your I'm sorry, your voting history. I start, first voted in 1992, uh, and I never voted Republican. Now, when I was in college, I was part of the Socialist Workers Party. So going back 
to that, this kind of evolution. And I think sure. there's this line that's that that's attributed to Mark Twain. It said, "Those who are young and not liberal are Don't heartless, heart. yeah. and those who are old and not conservative are brainless." Yeah. That you see this kind of evolution because when we're young, we're like, "Why can't the world be like we go into a mall and we just pick out the clothes we want and we can just walk out? Why do we need currency? Why can't we just have?" People buy get houses for free, you know, and then when you get older, you're paying taxes yeah. and you're like, what? The progressive income tax or the harder I work, the more I'm taxed. Yeah. Which is one of the planks of the communist manifesto, right? Marx wanted a, a, a progressive income tax because it's income redistribution. So when you get older, you start realizing, no, this is stupid. I, I, I don't. So we, we tend to go conservative, at least economically yeah. conservative, probably not, 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 not nowadays social conservatives, unless you're uh, religious. But yeah, so I'm a libertarian. I've never voted for Republican, even though I'd rather have a Republican in office than certainly a Democrat, because I don't believe in big government. I believe in strict interpretation of the Constitution. If the Constitution says the federal government can do it, that's all they should be doing. Mm-hmm. If you look at the presidency under Republicans, it's grown. Yeah. It grows no matter who is president. Oh, yeah, no. Like, make a very important distinction. I am as anti-Republican as I am anti-Democrat. They're just as one of them is like the big tit of the government's going to milk, you know, the welfare class. And the other is the big tit of the government's going to milk the military industrial complex class. They're both people just juicing off the government. It's yeah, the analogy I like to use is like WWF wrestling when I was a kid. So you had Hulk Hogan and you had the Sheik, right? So yeah. when you're a kid, you go and you watch it and you're like, go Hulk, you beat the Sheik. And then the people like the Sheik because you beat Hulk. And then you 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 buy into this yeah. this binary view of politics, right? One side's good, one side's bad. And what you don't realize is these dudes, after they wrestle, go have a drink afterwards, and they're all friends. Yeah. The ruling elite have more in common with themselves than they do with us, the hoi polloi. They have utter disdain yeah. for us typical yeah. Americans. Yeah. But we get so bought in, the left and the right, by these politicians who speak and parrot what they think the constituency wants to hear. So on the Republican side, it's, you know, we're going to do smaller government. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. We're going to get rid of abortion. But they know none of these things are going to happen. They know that, but they got to speak the right things. So we're like, yeah, yeah, this is why we love you. You know, whoever you're, Mitch McConnell or, you know, whoever you're, Rand Paul, whoever you are. And then the left says the same thing. Yeah. It keeps us in this binary trap. Yeah. I just see they're all corrupt. People who go into government are all sociopaths who want power. That's who is attracted to government. Government is innately evil. You can go back to Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan. You can go back to political theory. There's these people who believe government is bad. The founding fathers clearly thought government was bad. This is why they dispersed government amongst the states and then really the people. Mm -hmm. Ninth and Tenth Amendment is whatever powers are not enumerated here for the, the federal government, the states is given to who? The individual. So they believe that power corrupted. They believe that we should disperse power. Mm-hmm. So if you look today, the Republicans and the Democrats, we have a gigantic bloated government that has way too much say in every aspect of our life. If you look in 1910, the biggest encounter that the typical American had with the federal government was the post office. They would go get their mail. That's it. But with World War One, the Depression, World War Two, could talk about problem, action, solution. Now the federal government is everywhere. Federal yeah. government is spying on us right now, yeah. along with Big Tech and, and so forth. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm with you. It's what George Carlin said. I think uh, uh, they keep the left and the right fighting each other, and they 
The left fights the right, the right fights the left, both the left and the right fight the poor. Meanwhile, the rich run away with all the fucking money. It's <laughs> that's what it is, man. Is it's yeah. and it's you know, one thing I've been thinking of more and more, and it's because Alex Jones originally said, I think on his second podcast with Rogan, and it's been like a splinter in my mind ever since. He was like, Think about it. You know, think about it, Rogan. Yeah, I, I'm just saying I've got sources. <laughs> he goes, he's like, the left, what? I can't keep doing it. The left, the liberals are traditionally for free speech, right? Say anything. Well, how do you get that? How do you get that group of people to be against free speech? You put in a Trump and you get them to start erode the thing that they fight for. Whereas the far, you know, the right, what's the right now saying? You know, Insurrection Act, martial law, shut it down. Well, now you have the right gun toters calling for the thing that they've always been, they've always been against. So what might be the biggest red pill or even a black pill is dude Trump might have just been truly the deep state's Trump card. It's okay, but, it's but, but all if, an if, act. Okay, so let's talk about Alex Jones. So I haven't listened to Jones in like 15 years, but I used to listen to him cuz I, I used to live in Austin. No, no. And I remember Trump used to or I'm sorry, uh, Jones used to be on Austin Public Radio. I remember when he was a nobody, but he would have his little show on Austin Public Radio back when they had public, uh, Austin Public Television, back when they let people have their own little television shows. And and I listened to him probably to about 2005. And so his his view was both parties were corrupt. I mean, a lot of his classic videos are against Bush, mm-hmm. right? And then he had those that were against Clinton. But then when Trump comes around, he buys into Trump. He supports 100%. Trump. Before that, every president is corrupt. Yeah. He kind of totes what we had just talked about. You can't trust anybody. Then Trump comes in. He yeah. has Trump on his show. Trump's going to save us. Trump, but hey, brother, didn't you just say that everybody's corrupt who runs for office? And so when when he unilaterally supported one politician who we know is you know an opportunist, yeah. and I was like, Jones, I don't know what they're talking about. But going back to to Jones. Back in the early 2000s, he talked about black box voting. He talked about electronic voting can be rigged and manipulated. So the belief is if, if the powers that be really wanted Trump to not be president, they could have rigged it because all the voting could be rigged through electronic voting. That's why they wanted electronic voting. Yeah. So I don't really believe in this idea that he somehow got elected without the Bilderberger and the Grove yeah. and, and all these people wanting it to happen. I yeah. think they wanted it to happen. Yeah. It's part of their grand plan that they etch out 50 years ahead. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. That's that's one of my issues with like QAnon is they think that Trump is this crusader. I don't think he's a crusader at all. He speaks what I like to hear from a president more than the president from the Democratic sure. Party would say that I like to hear. But I just I think he's 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 still in the same quagmire morass. I mean, look, it's the ruling elite. Who's in the ruling elite? Politicians, but also who? Big business, yeah. big industry. Trump is big business, big industry. Yeah, it's and and I'm because one thing I keep thinking about is like. If they really didn't want him and he somehow got in, they would have killed him. They 100% would have killed him. It would have been the, the if, and if he really was this threat to the, if he really was this QAnon crusader that was going to bring down the system of satanic pedophiles, then they wouldn't have left anything off the table. They would have tried to make it look like an accident. They would have tried to sure. make it look like some Lee Harvey thing. But if worse came to worse and it really was all going to shit, they just would have done an overt nuke. 
They just would have nuked. They just would have nuked DC, or they would have, you know, hit Air Force One with a directed energy weapon. They would have, they would have, or they would have done COVID, but wouldn't it be COVID? It'd be Ebola, and they would have just gassed it, used it as a cover to eventually get to Trump. I'm with you on that. If they really wanted to, he wouldn't. If they really truly wanted to, they wouldn't be there. Or maybe there is a little silver lining. Let's take a hit of hopium. Maybe they aren't as strong as we think, and they've been masquerading this because was it Gorbachev in in the Chernobyl series? Our power comes from our from the perception of our power. Mm-hmm. Maybe they aren't this. Maybe at Bilderberg groups they legitimately are. They're like, fuck, how did he get in? And they're like, okay, but you know, got to keep the straight face. Got to keep the we have everything under control. Maybe. I mean, if you really were scared of your power, you wouldn't show any crack in the facade, right? You would make make them think it's kind of like South Park, where he's like George Bush leaves leaves the uh, the blueprints for nine eleven, and he's like, "You guys did nine eleven." He's like, "No," and he's like, "Well, why do you want everyone to think?" He goes, "Because everyone will think we're really powerful if they think we did nine eleven." Yeah. Well, look, every president since what Coolidge has been to the Bilderberg Group, yeah, and all leading industry people from big tech, big business have been there. Uh, so. Yeah, if they could have, they could have ended it with him in the primaries. They could have fixed the uh, rigged the polling because you know the media newspapers are all controlled by the same group. Go to Operation Mockingbird back mm-hmm. in the forties and fifties when the CIA infiltrated the media. So I mean, I, I I still don't believe it. I think Trump's part of it. They just wanted four years again. It's like the Hegelian dialectic, right? It's this, it's thesis antithesis synthesis. So let the the right have their guy because in the long run, what we are more divisive, more fomentive than we were in 2016. Look at 2020. Now we have BLM. Now we have Antifa. Now we have rioting. Now we have cancel culture. We didn't have this nearly as much in 2016. Certainly the rioting. So maybe it's just part of the Hegelian dialectic where they let Trump in, and he's going to do his term to get us more on the precipice of civil war. Yeah. Than we were in 2016. Yeah, and now Trump's going to go start his news network, and you know wh- whatever he's going to do, he's going to be in in the he's, limelight. He's fine. Deep down, that's all Trump really wants. Yeah. is to be in the limelight. Yeah. he is a narcissist. So yeah. if he creates his news network because he's mad at Fox, if you want to believe that, whatever. It's going to give him a platform to still talk about how the election was stolen. It's going to yeah. keep the right all angry, which is what they want. They want to mobilize and angry. And maybe in four years he'll run again or his son will run or who knows. But I just think it's all a path to just get us closer to civil war and destroy the country. Because, I mean, if you look morally, I mean, we're, 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 we're debauched. I mean, we can connect this. going to talk about MGTOW and, and the thoughtery and, and, and what, what's happened to women in dating and marriage. But, I mean, America, if you look... <laughs> I was gonna. I, I I made this. I put it on a sweatshirt. I was gonna say. I was a uh, fuck. I meant to show you beforehand. I was like, I'm. I'm definitely gonna send you. If you'd like, I'm definitely gonna send you one because I think you would rock this. <laughs> yeah. But it, but if you look like in the 1960s and compare us to America now, I mean, look at look yeah. at the amount of of there's there's very little virtue. Uh, you know, there were there there were stronger families back then. Of course, this is before the welfare state really kicked into high gear and destroyed. Uh, marriage and you know postmodernist thinking we're still a Christian society. We didn't have as much radical feminism sure. back in the fifties and sixties. But you compare sixties to now. I mean, on, on every level, we are a moral wasteland. Yeah, that old saying is like you know Otto Spengler was this historian and he said a society is in 
uh, is waxing or is an ascent when the lower classes emulate the higher classes. And a society is in decline when the upper classes start to emulate the lower societies. And so you look like in 1910, right? The working class, they liked opera. They would still dress up in their best suit mm-hmm. to church, whatever their suit was, you know, cost like five cents at Woolworth or whatever. But sure. they would still try. And now look at us. Look at the way we dress. Look at the way we talk. Look at what we watch. Listen to the music. It's just it's just a moral cesspool of all this moral relativism that you should do all these things. Like When virtue has become vice and vice now is considered virtue, then you know society is in decline. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. Like if, if a woman says, you know what, I'm going to be a virgin until I get married – you know, for hundreds of years, that's, of course you will, right? Uh, you're lauded. Now if a girl says that you're lame, you're square, what's wrong yeah, with dude, you? Dude, I, I fucking, I caught shit all the time, man. I, I legit, I, I, I mean, I gained weight after my brother died. Dude, in college, I had fucking six pack abs, doctor guy. I didn't sleep with a girl until I was 23 because I wanted to save it for, and everyone made fun of me. And even now, I don't mind talking about saying that terrorists did 9-11 or saying retard faggot. But now, even now, at 30, I'm still, I kind of blush a little when I say that. I'm like, was it a religious thing? No. I I legitimately just wanted to save it for the right girl. And I did till I was 23, dated her for four years. And hey, it was what it was. I got so much shit for that. I got, granted, guys are guys. Hey, man, just go get some pussy. I, I get it. But at the same time, it was like, no one gave a fuck that, like, I owned, like, a pistol. No one gave a fuck that I was, like, you know, get blackout drunk and be like, let's go steal some mailboxes. Let's go fight some people. It's whatever. But then you'd say that, and it was like, it was like I just, like, carved a swastika in my forehead. It was like, what the? And then not only that, even girls would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'd be like, sorry, I just kind of think, I just, I was like, it's, and I would always say, like, and I don't expect anyone else to do it. I was like, this isn't some, everyone should do this. I was like, this is just my personal, I'm very hard-headed. Want to get into med school? I'm going to get into med school. I want to make money doing a podcast? I'm going to do it. When I put my mind to something, I just do it. But that always struck me as, I caught more shit for that than anything I've ever done. And despite all the insane shit I say on this podcast, I'll talk about my brother's suicide every other episode. That's something, I've never even said that on this podcast. Like, that's something that it's so you're right. There's a virtuous, there is a moral decay that I can't even say that. Like, you can say, cut off your balls, you know, give your kid hormone suppression, yes, queen. But if I even just mention, I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I saved myself for the right girl. And it was a, you know, it was a beautiful thing in my own subjective experience. It was my own little, like, romance story. I get nervous saying that. I don't get nervous saying, hey, a bunch of fucking jewish and satanist elite orchestrated 9-11 and sacrificed children i'll say that just like eh, whatever right but now even this i say that and i'm like fuck is this guy gonna laugh at me what are my followers gonna think like you know is that stupid like i know other people look at me weird and i'm like i have to give always give some weird disclaimer i'm like it's not a religious thing like but you're right like that that is the most that is the thing i am most hesitant to say right and it's well- well, look Look at our prime influences of what we thought for, for millennia was really a religion and and just good family, kind of an intact family. But now sure. the primary influences on us are Hollywood. Yeah. If you look, if you, if you show a four-year-old 
pictures of different Disney characters, they can identify 35 different Disney Nickelodeon characters. They, they'll identify maybe three people from the Bible. I yeah. mean, this is the world we live in is that we just push typical culture, TV, movies, and so forth on these kids. And what what is what is the message being told on television? It's a postmodernist thinking, right? There's no absolute truths. It's all situational ethics. There's nothing wrong with sleeping around. Sex positive movement, girls, you do it. You ride the cock carousel as much as you want. It isn't going to hurt you, even though every study shows the more sexual partners a woman has, higher rate of depression, higher rate of infidelity, higher rate of severe psychological problems. But we can't tell that to the women. See, yeah. over at Red Pill Men's Health, they say, oh, you're anti-woman. No, we're anti-court system, and we actually love women. We're deep down a trad con channel, traditional conservative channel, because we tell women, don't fall for the lies of radical feminism. You're going to end up miserable with no children and no man in your 40s entering your invisible years where no man's going to look at you. Yeah. Don't fall for the lies that mainstream culture tells you. Be virtuous. Yeah. Very young, cheat your husband with respect. Let him be the leader, as it's, as it's, it says in First Corinthians, right? Let the be, let the man be the head. And we want women to have a good life. But if you look at the prime influencers growing up, these kids watch Friends, How I Met Your Mother, all these shows, whatever show it is, they're all sleeping with each other. You watch Judd Apatow movies. You know, we've all seen Forty Year Old Virgin knocked up. Well, it's the same thing, right? Just dissolute lifestyle, pot smoking, do drugs. You know, and all these things are not good for you, okay? Yeah. Now, you can call me old man boomer, but I'm not going to say that it's good to do drugs, it's good to get drunk, and it's good to bang as many people as you want. This is why society is in decay. Yeah. A lot of guys on my channel, they'll be like, oh, Gregory, a big town monk, no, don't do that. I should all be pumping dumps and short terms and Tinder hookups. Yeah, I mean, it's great you can bust a nut in a girl, but have you thought about that girl as some guy's daughter yeah right and if we're pumping and dumping enough women what do you it doesn't help society it's not helping the world that we live in so really wouldn't it be better to go to some retro world like leave it to beaver in the 1950s where we all treat each other with respect there were chaperones nobody had sex until marriage all these things but again that that's like old boomer me oh gregory come on men should just be banging everybody look yeah you look my big thing is don't ever marry Okay, that's my that's always my message on my, my YouTube channel on my podcast is don't get married. But I would even go further back and be like, don't live a debauched life because A, it leads to mortal sin. Christ is clear on this, St. Paul is clear on the epistles. Fornication is a grievous mortal sin that will endanger your salvation. But also it's bad for society. It's bad for everybody, but a lot of people who are not religious anymore, because we are in a post-Christian world, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Oh, Gregor, I just need to pump and dump everybody. All right, look, all right. Pump and dump everybody. But but let's look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. You're not helping society. You're not helping those women, but they don't care. Yeah, it's. I'm with you 100%, man. It's... I'm so, I lived in a I lived in a in a frat house for a year, my sophomore year of college, man. And it's the amount of again just same thing. Why aren't you sleeping around? Why aren't you? And I was like I just I was like something it's just like but that's what we do. And I was just like I don't 
like I don't get my marching orders from like I've always I mean hence why I'm 30 years old not married and I turned down a medical school acceptance to start a podcast now here I am at 9:30 in the morning talking about 9/11 with a thought thickened shirt on like it it pays to do what you believe in and to follow your heart dude I mean it's yeah. It's, you know, my friends were sleeping around, dude. I was writing love letters to a girl I didn't know existed because I was like, I just believe in like something deeper. And I don't think anyone else, if you don't, if that's, you know, above all else, I think we should all do what makes us happy. And as long as you don't harm anyone else. So like, I don't even think anyone should do it if that's not where your heart is. But like, God damn, if it's not like we are solely getting to a where it's like Ed Snowden said, it's like when it becomes a crime to expose truth, you're run by a, a criminal society. It's one Absolutely. thing if like you can just agree to disagree, but like if it is now like unvirtuous and uncool to just do something that you believe is virtuous or moral, we're kind of fucked. If there's well, they, like, want, they want you to live a debauched lifestyle. This is one of the, the platforms going in. at the radical left. They yeah. want to destroy the family. If you look at the platform going back to the French Revolution, certainly yeah. in early Soviet Union, I mean, there's, there's writings. Destroy the nuclear family. Destroy the family. Right. So you can worship the state. The state will take care of you. Yeah. Of course, destroy Christianity. This is one of the running you know, platform of the, the, the occult left since, you know, Adam Weishaupt. So they want to destroy private property, destroy Christianity, destroy the family, all these things like this. And so when we're just pumping and dumping and all these things and that, that, that leads to that because how do you expect a woman to maintain a, a happy marriage when, A, we no longer really live in a Christian world? Because the, the Christian milieu would tell you back in the day, divorce was wrong. It was a stigma. It was very hard to get. If you're mm-hmm. going back several hundreds of years, the Catholic Church didn't allow divorces. So it was very hard to get it. But now with no-fault divorce rolling in 1970, now you don't need a reason to divorce. So like I have an episode over at Red Pill Men's Health where we juxtapose 1960 divorce with 2020 divorce. In 1960, it was typically the man divorcing the woman because he wanted the younger, the younger mm-hmm. wife. Like if you watch Mad Men, mm-hmm. uh, Don Draper does this. And what was like the the, the 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 token prize that the first wife would get? She would get alimony because back then the woman didn't work, and she would get child support and she would get the kids. So it's like, yeah, I'm cha- exchanging you for a younger woman, but you're going to get security, stability, the children. So back then, men initiated divorce. Now, if you look at the stats today, and really the last, really the peak of divorce was in 1980, 75% of divorces are initiated by women. And when you look at college educated, it's 90%. So if you marry a college educated woman and a divorce occurs, 90% of the time it's initiated by her. So now it's swung the other way. Women are initiating divorce for a variety of reasons, but one of them, there's a financial incentive because now they'll take half your assets, even though you might've had a business and she had nothing to do with it, right? You create your own business or you're a doctor, makes your orthopedic surgeon makes 500K. She stays home or she's a teacher, makes 500K or 50K. Doesn't matter. They just get 550K divided in half. She gets 275,000. So she gets half of all your assets plus alimony, which is ridiculous. I mean, I'd all say to but alimony is like akin to, I work for a job, they fire me, but I expect them to pay me every month until I die. Yeah. Alimony is a complete joke. Yeah. And then they get child support. And of course, there's nothing that shows how they spend it. They can spend child support 
money on Chad and Tyrone and get all the clothes for the kids at Goodwill and spend on manis and petties and a new car. And that's totally fine. Yeah. So, so this is what's happened with marriage is women realize that there's a financial incentive for them to divorce. And so now in the 2020 divorce, the man gets nothing. He doesn't get like in the 1960 paradigm, he doesn't get financial security like the woman did. He doesn't get the kids like the women do. Women get the kids 85% of the time now in 2020 America in a divorce. He doesn't get anything. He gets fleeced. This is why we call it divorce rate. Because all of his assets taken, he loses his kids from seeing them every day to four nights a month. And now he's paying a woman for 18 years at least, if not longer, with alimony for, for taking his kids away. And, and with no fault divorce, she could be banging 20 dudes and initiate divorce and still get all the aforementioned. How is this? How is this right? Marriage is a complete racket. It's an extortion and no man should do it. Oh, McGregor, I believe in true love. I mean, come on. This is the Disney propaganda that we've all been exposed to. True love doesn't exist. If true love existed, would we not all still be in love with the first person that we were in love with? We'd be in love with that 20-year-old when we were 20 or whatever, but we're not. And certainly women aren't. Brafo's law, right? They move on because their love's based on utility and usefulness. But I'm not in love with my my girlfriend that I had when I was 18. So if true love existed, we would still be in love with that person. Now, maybe we wouldn't be with them because they were abusive or whatever, but we'd still be in love with them, but we're not. That's how you know true romantic love doesn't exist. And certainly true unconditional love is nonsense. If your woman gains 600 pounds, you're not going to be in love with her. And just like the same thing with Brafo's Law. If you decide, you know, Thomas, let's say you live in a mansion or whatever. You know what, sweetheart? We're just going to go live on the streets under the un, under the, the overpass bridge for five years. You think she's going to stay with you? No. Unconditional love is nonsense. Both sexes are shallow. Women are wired for hypergamy. They want security. They want to be with the highest status sure. man they can be. Men want to be with the youngest, hottest, most fertile woman that they can be with. Both sexes are shallow. But the court system is there to support the woman and to destroy the man, either through divorce or your one phone call away. Let's go back to your girlfriend that you had back in in the 20s. Nothing stops her or any thought that you bang from calling the cops the next morning and be like, yeah, he raped raped me. me. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It was consensual. No, it wasn't. And look, if you're drinking, there's no consent with alcohol or drugs. But let's say you're both sober. What stops her the next morning if she wants to get back at you because she thought you were going to start a relationship and you just saw it as a pump and dump? Calls a cop. He raped me. His semen's in me. Now it's your word against her word. Who's the court going to believe unless she has a history of false allegation? They're going to believe the damsel in distress, right? It's always the girl can do no wrong. The man is mean and patriarchal. And this is why I believe in MGTOW Monk is the most prudent way to live your life. Is because even if you're doing short-term relationships, you're still exposed to. And look, don't get me wrong; you're, you're less exposed than if you were married, sure. Because marriage is much more risky. But you're still exposed to STDs, pregnancies, close to be personality disorders like stalkers, and the one phone call away. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I went off on a tangent. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> that, that, that's essentially why men going their own way exists. So, yeah. if your if your listeners are not familiar with it, it's just a, a kind of a belief that because of the aforementioned reasons. And uh, it's really foolish for men to marry because men are the catch. Hmm. Men are the catch. We have this whole idea that we gotta get on the knee and give the ring to the woman and always pay for her. 
No, we age like fine wine. We're the catch. We make all the money. The woman's going to become old and fat and you're dealing with her addictions and her nagging and all these things. No, there needs to be a return to the mindset that we had more in the 1950s. Uh, men are the catch. Women need to court us. Women need to woo us. But no, I mean, it's been three decades of men are simpering, obsequious beta simps who worship the female for the, the golden pea. And so when you ask men, like, why are you going to get married? Oh, because I want sex. What, don't you not know the sex positive movement has allowed most women to put out on the first or second date? So why are you going to get married? It's, it's the same thing like, like moving in with a woman. I've never understood men who cohabit. So you're, you're getting sex from the woman, but you still have your freedom, right? You live in your own place. Sure. So what, what's, why are you going to let a woman move into your place or you're going to move in with her and give up your freedom to get something that you're already getting, which is sex? Sure. And you're going to get less sex of it because of, of, of the whole competition anxiety. Yeah. If a woman thinks that you're getting sex from different women and that you're plate spinning, she's more likely to give you a lot more sex. Once a woman realizes, and you see this, why men always lament it in marriage, how they're not getting as much sex, is because women look at sex more as a tool. It's, it's not that they don't like it, but they see it as a tool to keep the man dignified. And so if they think, okay, well, Thomas is only recourse for sex now, now that we're living together and married, is me, then they don't need to have sex as much. And so cohabiting is just idiotic. You live a, you live a bachelor life. Why are you going to give that up to get what you're already getting, which is sex? If you're already dating her, you're probably already getting sex. So why are you going to give up everything for that? And then why are you going to get married where now at any time marrying today is like giving a woman a loaded gun on the wedding night and just be like, you know, honey, you can use this anytime in the next 40 years to destroy me. Oh, Gregor is so black pill and cynical. But it's true, man. At any time, because women are capricious. Women are emotional. They're reactive. You can't make a woman happy. And all these things we talk about. So at any time, whenever she becomes unhappy or she wants some monkey branch or, or whatever, you work too much or you work too little or you know whatever it is in her head, she'll be like, yeah, I'm divorcing you. And then the divorce rape happens. Fuck. So, so why marry, man? It, the only reason men marry would, 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 was to have sex. And you can get sex because of the sex positive movement at any time. So I, I don't get it. Now, if you want to have kids, that's a separate discussion. Sure. That that was, I mean, no, man, it, it dawned on me a couple of years ago where it was kind of like, it's kind of like the Joker, right? You know, madness is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. I, I found that with like, the red pill was like all it takes is a, the first one for me was like i don't want to sleep around and the next one was like i want to study all the time i want to be a i went to uga i went to the number one party school in the nation i went to one football game because i was like i want to study i want to be a 4.0 student and it and then it was like i said nerd. yeah right nerd <laughs> right. nerd and then it's like nerd. fucking yeah and then i yeah I, right here i keep i keep my med school acceptances just to remind myself i'm like hey fuck them but like one thing, and then obviously everything I mentioned, now it's here, it's like, okay, now I'm making enough, I'm finally, you know, God bless my parents, but now, like, now I'm finally going to be moving out this summer after four years of, I moved home when I was suicidal in 2016, two years after I lost my brother to suicide, and now it's like, but it's, it's all it takes is a little push, and as it kept going, and now I'm like, now I make money, I don't have to worry about YouTube, I can just say whatever the fuck I want, faggot, retard, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay but, re but really fast, so you're talking about your independent income coming in, how... Sure. Do you have some sort of guarantee or some contract with this George Soros of the right that he's going to continue paying you for an indefinite amount of time? Or is it yeah. just kind of like yeah, no, yeah. handshake kind of thing? No, or? no, I'm, no, full full LLC signed payment. As long as he's alive, you're going to be getting some salary from this guy. 
No, even after it's it's there's a set amount that's guaranteed for X years. It's man, already this is like this is like great expectations, man. This you just is, found this mysterious benefactor. Who's like, I'm just gonna bankroll your free speech. Did it? Trust me, there's still a part of me that's scared of waking up <laughs> because it's like, but it's real. I'm getting deposits. I know the individual. And he just did this. Why? Like, why did he pick you? It's like Neo in the Matrix. Why you? Exactly. No, part of it's part of it's like, am I going to be like inducted into this cathedral where they're like, eat the child? And I'm gonna be like, fuck this. I knew it. Damn it. But how did you meet him? Is this a guy connected to, the, to your past? Is he just found like one of your early YouTube channels or podcasts? Is that kind of like your message? I'm going to bankroll you. So I got permaban from Reddit. I've been there for 12 years. I got fucking permaban. I guess I had a lot of accounts, but one of them, I just, I would always go just, you know, kind of gorilla, just like making this podcast on my own. I would just post it in random places under different accounts. One of them I posted with the Delta Force guy. And I also had on this former uh, um, uh, intelligence analyst that the Delta Force guys knew from the CIA who had this whole like prepping company. It was like, you can get, you know, not prep. It was, um, what word am I looking for? Like forecasting social like unrest, civil unrest. Point is, I had this podcast with these two like hardened Delta veterans, and then this guy, younger guy that did work with them. And the whole thing about is like what was con- well, I just posted it to I would whatever episode I like right now. If I saw it Reddit, I would post it to like Emto right or Migto. That one I just posted to like a couple relevant forums. Dude found it there. Dude is. I can't go into because of privacy, sure. but someone that my family has has known, I just didn't know they knew. So it's someone that like, you know, they can sign off on. They know, you know. I'm tiptoeing around because the, the stipulation is I can't disclose who it is. So, but he it, just he just likes your message. He likes what loves, you say. Loves it. Saw you're like a, a voice crying out in the wilderness, like John the Baptist, and he just wants you to continue. Literally saw it, saw the name, and was like, "Oh." Saw, heard where I was talking about where I live, and was like, "Oh shit, is this so and so?" Dudes just got dough, and talking, and we didn't even start on that. He was just like, "Oh, not, like, I've been watching your podcast. I didn't know that you were so and so." And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking. And he was like, man, like, your thing's going. He was like, like, why are you, you know, working at a liquor store? And I was like, well, because I got to make money, man. I'm 30 years old. And I was like, you know, I got to find something. And he was like, is the channel growing? Well, I'm kind of OCD, not kind of clinical OCD. And I was like, yeah, here's this Excel sheet of I, every day I track, you know, subscribers, impressions, view time, whatever. Here's the growth rate. This guy's business oriented. Look at it. It was like your like growth rate is insane like have you thought of like pitching this to investors and i was like a matter of fact glad you asked because blah 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 and i have an it's like episode 150 or 155 where it's like literally the the episode is like investor pitch i sent it to him and i was like dude i'm not asking for a lot i need enough to just get my own apartment food rent gym and he was like, fuck, yeah, I like it. I like it. He was like, it's a gamble. He was like, he's like, I don't know if it will work, you know, and if three years and it's not working, that's on, you know, that's on you. But he was like, fuck it, I'll roll the dice. Okay, so there is a provision that after three years, if you're not growing, that he'll revoke the, the money or, or? Yeah, and that's what it was from initially. It's like, do you have three years to turn this profitable? I was like, oh, okay, because right. I thought you had mentioned that this is something that could go on for decades. No, 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 no. If he 
it, no, I, when you said if he dies, I'm like, well, if he dies in the next year, no, I still get the full three years. That's what it is. And I have three years to pay. And, I, you know, I got to put some aside my own investments. And, you know, if this doesn't work, I got to have my contingency plan. But uh, explaining it to people is weird because it is so ridiculous that it worked. It really is. It, it's it the Lee Harvey out, Oswald of shots, man. It, it's <laughs> like the old movies and novels where the mysterious benefactor yeah. appears and just just gives you this gift. And you're like, what? 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 Exactly. And it's not like it's it's indefinite, right? You got three years yeah. to give him something, but it's three years where you can speak what you want and, and do what you want. Go hard. And so on YouTube, because I I didn't know you had a podcast. I thought you were on YouTube. So podcasts, like, like I have a podcast called The Awakened Man. It's on. It's for MGTOW, Red Pill stuff. And on Apple, you know, you can cuss and there's not as much censorship, but YouTube, have you tried to monetize all these episodes? Because I'm assuming given your content, you're probably not getting any of these monetized. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, you can you can apply for monetization when you hit a thousand subscribers. I hit a thousand in like early October. It takes about a week for them to review it. Some say a month. Here we are in three months. No word back. I know what the answer is. The answer is no. You white supremacist fuck. I mean, come on, white Blue eyes, American flag, talking about you know, you know, saving yourself for the right woman. I, to them, I am a Nazi. Well, look, you, no, no doubt, YouTube is run by like like all of social media by the radical left, and you're right. Anything that even even is smacks of anything conservative is likely going to get demonetized or the platform. Now, in the in the MGTOW world, there have been certain personalities. Almost all the personalities that are really large have all at one point been demonetized, if not deplatformed mm-hmm. completely. So my concern for you, Thomas, is I'm sure YouTube gives you visibility. You're not making money off of it because you're not monetized, sure. but people will find this. If you continue with the profanity and, and, you know, I don't know all the topics you talk about, they might just deplatform you because I know dudes in the MGTOW world oh, it's coming. Who, who who don't say much and they were deplatformed. And look, I I tend to see my channel as more of a trad con channel, but I am telling men not to marry. And, and one of the live streams I did when Biden was chosen was, you know, trends of 2021. And one of the things I talked about is that there's going to be another wave of uh Deplatforming, because not just like in the MGTOW world, but if you look at like, there's a lot of like Stefan Molyneux, he's a right right wing mm-hmm. philosopher. Mm-hmm. He was completely deplatformed mm-hmm. off YouTube, million subscribers. Yeah. You know, and there's other people, uh, Turd Flaking Monkey, TFM, he's a big yeah. guy in the yeah. MGTOW world, completely de- deplatformed. So I worry that that you'll just be completely deplatformed, then you'll have to go to BitChute or wherever. I'm already, so, yeah, I'm already on BitChute and Rumble. Uh, Apple won't put me on theirs, but I have it on Anchor and Overcast and Spotify. It's, you know, it, it's kind of like when I started this and it was like, how are you going to do this? And I was like, I'm just going to, I got a friend and I was like, just come on. I saw the first 10 episodes were just friends. I was like, now, now that I have 10 episodes, now I can go to people that are, you know, I found like a, a, a guy that worked as a rocket engineer. And I was like, look, I have 10 episodes. And then I got him. And then it was like, look, I had a ro- on a rocket engineer. And it kind of kept moving and moving to where to sort of answer your questions. This entire thing has just been fuck it, do it live. I've had on Rob Manning, the chief, uh, the chief engineer of NASA JPL. He's in charge of all the rovers that we send to Mars. I've had on Mike Duran, episode 95, the pilot from Black Hawk Down, the real life pilot. I've had on... I've had on Charlie Duke, the 10th man to walk on the moon, episode 216. I've had on, who's his face? Fuck, I, ju- I just drew a blank. Um, 
God damn it. Eben Alexander, author of Proof of Heaven, the neuroscientist who went into a coma in like the early 2010s. So your goal is just to kind of have a wide range amount of topics like like Rogan kind I of does, to, bring, yeah. bring on anybody. And these are all people that I'm interested. I don't have anyone on that I don't want to have on. Helen Patton, granddaughter of George Patton. Um, Juanita Broderick, raped by Bill Clinton. Wow, you got Juanita Broderick? Yeah. You just reached out to her like, hey, let's do an interview? She's yeah. cool? Just, I just, you just got to go in it bold. One of the guys I, I talk to a lot, Don the Pleb, who has a channel who's been on here several times, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. You're ne- you're in my phone as as long reach, and he goes because you have a long reach. And he goes, you you got a guy from them that walked on the moon before you had a thousand subscribers. And I was like, fucking right. But it's just I take that sort of pre med psychopath mentality of just work, 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 work. Brig- Episode one sixty, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who was in Obama's National Security Council. He flew B two Spirit uh Stealth fighters, the most expensive, or stealth bombers, the most expensive plane to ever be created. He wrote the book Stealth War. He works at the Hudson Institute. I mean, if I let's, go back to, let's go back to Patton really fast. Did sure, Patton's sure. granddaughter think that Patton was murdered? She, she kind of alluded to that. She kind of alluded to that. It was it was two episodes, like three episodes ago. She kind of she kind of alluded to, it. but then she's like, but you know, she's like, I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse. And I was like, okay, sure. But she kind of alluded to it, and I was like, fuck yeah, he was absolutely because he, he was totally anti communist, and he was one the pushing that, that that they should go. We fought into. the wrong enemy. We should take. We should ha- we should team up with the Nazis and go kill the USSR. And everyone's that's so evil. No one talks about how two years later Operation Paperclip began, and we ultimately brought over thirty three thousand <laughs> Nazis to do what right. to fight the Soviets. We literally Literally took the Nazis to fight the Soviets. Patton was just two years ahead of them. I'm not excusing what the Nazis did. Well, I'm just I saying. Mean, the, let's, the, the, the argument behind paperclip is: look, these the we, Soviets are rolling into Germany. If we didn't get America, them, they would. Right. That that's kind of the when you tell people about paperclip, you know, we brought in Nazis into South America. The Vatican helped this as well. Uh-huh, right uh, that's that's kind of the story we tell so to kind of whitewash it, right? Yeah. The Soviets would use them, and then the Cold War, and then you know, blah blah. But so we need to take them and protect them. I don't know. Going back to like like Skull and Bones and all these connections with the occult. If you look like Scott Bush. Know, yeah, yeah. If you look at Nazism, it was a cult religion. You know, this is one of the attacks that the left will always say Nazism was a Christian ideology. What, what do you talk about? Hitler wasn't a Christian. They were all deep into oh, the, the occult. Yeah. yeah, deep into the occult. But yeah. So what about the moon guy? So, did, so he thinks we've been to the moon. Do you think we've been to the moon? What, what, what was his take on that? Did you even bring it up with him? No, I didn't want to because it was more of like a respect thing. He's eighty-seven. Yeah. And he was like, sure. He was like, normally I don't do these, but he was like, you know, sure. And we ended up talking, actually, we ended up talking about like Christianity and faith. And it was actually a beautiful episode. But I le- one of, I looked at some interviews of him and he was like, you know, they say we didn't go. And he goes, but if you zoom in, you know, on the, like the, the lunar reconnaissance orbiters now, you can actually, they can look, go show you the different lunar landers. You know, people say, well, okay, well, who put those there? And he goes, I did. <laughs> Part of me was like, fuck yeah. So he was like, I did. So maybe don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. That's what my logic, I would love, did we go? I don't know. Would have been, I mean, either, I mean, same thing. It's like, yo, we got, we could have done it to bankrupt the Soviets. But I was like, I have this guy who's one of four living Apollo astronauts. I was like, I have him for a half hour. I'm not about to sit here and be like, are there aliens on the moon? Did we really go? I'm like, I'm just going to show the guy some respect. You know, it was kind of that thing. 
No, um, I've I can keep talking, but I realize I've already kept you on for an hour and twenty. I just don't want to. I got nothing doing. I can keep talking. I just don't want to keep you forever. Yeah, we can talk a little while longer. Let's talk about some MGTOW stuff because sure, I, sure, I don't sure. know if your audience is, is if you've had any MGTOW guys or I have not. Guys. I have okay. not, but it's about ninety so, percent male, so I'm figuring it's right. the right audience. Well, you know, okay, so in 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 the MGTOW world, the, the general umbrella term is the manosphere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so under the manosphere, we have different branches. One is going to be MRAs, men, men's rights activists. Okay. These guys were bigger like 20 years ago. So these are the guys pushing against alimony. These are the guys who are wanting uh, custody to be 50-50 with no child support, which is the fairest thing. And that's the best thing for the kids, right? Is let's have each parent have the kids for 15 days with no child support. Now, in a lot of states, they're like, no, okay, we'll give you 50-50. Like in Texas, the default is alternating weekends and you're paying child support that is the default if you want 50 50 with no child support the the mom's going to have to agree to it the court isn't going to make that default in some states it is 50 50 but with child support my problem with that is that they're just double dipping the man because it's not surprising because men were just disposable and we're just human atm machines to women but so i'm paying for all the expenses of the 14 days 15 days i have my kids Plus, I got to pay child support to a woman who has the kids 10 days less than the, the typical schedule. It makes no sense. So MRAs will fight that. Then you got kind of like the PUA branch, the pickup artist branch. So the pickup artist branch will, will kind of use red pill knowledge of women, negging the women, ignoring the women. What do women really want happened, all that to get laid, right? So the PUAs are more of just the pump and dump, let's lay waste to everybody. Sure. Then you got... The, the MGTOW men, men going their own way, which is commonly pejoratively put down by the PUAs as the incels. So the incels are involuntary celibates. Mm-hmm. So these are guys who are losers who can't get laid. But MGTOW is all about, and I think everybody in, in the manuscript would agree, it's about optimizing you. So it's working on your physical health, your psychological health. So any like early childhood trauma, most of us have it, either abuse or neglect from parents, whatever it is. Purge your demons. If you're an alcoholic, if you're drinking too much, you're doing too many drugs, work on that. Work on your financial health, become solvent, all these things. And you're going your own way. Okay, so that, that's what MGTOW. So MGTOW is more like, I'm never going to marry. Now, if you talk to the PUAs, most of these guys would say that they're never going to get married. So if you look at like the big kind of red pill channels, like Entrepreneurs with Cars with Richard Cooper, he's got like, I don't know, like 300,000 subscribers. These guys all kind of, we all agree, don't cohabit. Don't date or marry single moms because they have a history of making poor choices and uh, don't marry and so forth. So we, we all kind of agree there. But there's fighting, internecine fighting in the manosphere because they'll say MGTOW men, like men who just say, I'm not going to marry. I'm just going to work on myself, work on my finances, live a life, you know, travel, do whatever the fuck I want. They'll say that that's kind of an incel approach. But it, it, it really isn't. It's all about why am I going to sign the Faustian pact that is the, 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 the marriage contract when chances are 50% chance of divorce. And then if you look at the other 50, maybe 25% of those guys are miserable. Like how many of us know miserable married men? Right? Because the Einstein has that, that saying. It's like you marry a woman and you spend the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman. And a woman marries a man and spends the rest of the marriage trying to change him into the man she wants him to be. Both are inevitably disappointed. 
Fuck. That's the Einstein quote about marriage. And it's true, right? You marry the 22-year-old when she's young and she's banging you and she's got this joie de vivre and she's spontaneous and fun. And then look at her when she's 50. Miserable, nagging, unattractive, and so forth. And then, of course, women love the bad boy fixer-upper and all these things like this. But marriage is, is not really a smart economic venture for men. And if you just look at 50% divorce rate, would we get on a plane that crashes 50% of the time? No, we wouldn't, right? I mean, but, but see, so going back to red pill. So red pill men are kind of the men who are woke to all this. And you have the blue pill. The blue pill, you know, it's all matrix, right? Blue pill men are like, I still believe in love. My woman would never divorce me. Well, actually, look at the statistics. She probably will. But, uh, you know, I believe in all these things. And so that's what we always talk about, blue pill men, the way blue pill men treat women as opposed to the way red pill men treat women. A blue pill man with Valentine's coming up, the average man spends about $600 on Valentine's Day presents and gifts. And the average woman spends sixty dollars, right? Because this is this is the typical thing, right? Worship the woman mm-hmm. to get the pee, right? So the blue pill men will do all that. The red pill men are like, I'm not going to spend a damn dime on you, right? You need to worship me if if you're engaging with women. There's different levels of MGTOW. So level one MGTOW is you're still dating, short term relationships, so you won't marry. And then level two, level three, level four, you're like you're living in the cabin in the woods with nobody around. Yeah, but pure monk. Yeah, you're pure monk. And, and this is like you're not even working with women at work because that's a separate story. There's a lot of guys who get false sexual harassment allegations levied against them at work. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just the women hate the man and they want to get him out of, of, of that job. But so so you have uh, the, the, the men who are blue pill mostly still worship the woman. So and, and so what we do is like, no, you are the catch. Look at look at Hollywood. Right. Look at actors and actresses from the 90s. Actresses from the 90s. Cameron Diaz. Where, where is she now? She can't get role. She retired. Salma Hayek, Ashley Judd, Heather Graham, all these actresses that were hotties in the 90s. They're gone. Let's look at the actors that were big in the 90s. Will Smith, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Denzel. They're all around. Why? Because men age like fine wine. Why? Because our sexual market value is fundamentally different than women. The SMV of a woman is based only on her youth, beauty, and fertility, which starts to wane post 30 years old. A man's sexual market value is based more on his status, his security, money. This is why we see a lot of older men who are not that good looking with hot, beautiful women. Because mm-hmm. women don't look at looks as the sole factor in choosing a man. I mean, looks isn't even like the third factor. They look at security because of the, the kind of the paleolithic wiring of women back in the day, they sure. had to be protected from predators, sure. from beta males. So they would pick the man who could provide, be the best hunter, or give him the, the warmest cave and all uh-huh. those things. So, like, you can take the, 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 the woman out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the girl. It's kind of the same thing. You can take women out of the Paleolithic world, but they still have the Paleolithic wiring. Women want security. Women want provisioning. And this is where the idea of hypergamy comes. Some men don't know what hypergamy is. So hypergamy is a woman's in, in, innate need to be with the highest status yeah. slash richest man that she can get. Sure. And so on in her lifestyle, we call it monkey branching as she's moving her way up to get the highest status man. Now, a lot of men who are blue pill will be like, it's wrong. She dumped me for the lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, brother, you can't hate hypergamy. That's just the way women are wired. And just like, you're not gonna, you don't want the woman to get mad at you if you're dating the 45 year old cow 
but the 21 year old hottie wants to ban you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Bezos. Woman will, the woman will shame you. You're a pig. But again, you're going with your wiring. Every man's wiring is to be with hot women in their early 20s. Okay, Cupid tracks this. All these dating sites track it. So when you're on these dating sites, you put in the age mm-hmm. range that you want to look at. So they have this graph that I show over at Repo Men's Health where no matter what age the man is, it's 23. That is the age he's always looking at. So you're 33, you're looking at 23. You're 53, you're looking at 23. Why? Because that's peak sexual market. It's peak beauty, peak fertility, and so forth. So shaming a woman for monkey branching away from you because you don't make enough money is ridiculous. It's the same. It's tantamount to to you not wanting to be with a hottie. It, we're, yeah. Both sexes are shallow in their, old, in their own way. Yeah. And for centuries, this is the way it works. Older man, younger woman. I mean, you can see it all through the Just, Middle Ages, yeah. antiquity. You can see it in Game of Thrones, you know, wherever. Woman enters her, her, she gets her period back in like 18 years old, 19 years old, and she's married off to who? Not the 20-year-old squire. She's mm, married off to the 35-year-old guy who's got the castle, who can provide her with security and money and so forth. So she gets security and money and status. He gets peak fertility for 20 years to have 15 kids or whatever. It, it worked. It worked for millennia. So it's really important just to understand sexual market value. So anyways, so you're you're young, right? You're, you're not even reached your sexual market value. Your sexual market value isn't gonna hit its peak till about 35 to 50. And so we tell men, of course, don't marry. But if you are going to marry, wait to your peak sexual market value because you're more likely to get a hottie. But so many men marry at 25 when they don't know themselves and they're not even close to their SMB. The woman's sexual market value is declining at 27, 28. So she's desperate to marry anybody at this point. But the men don't know that their best years are still ahead because your SMB is based on status and money. And you typically have more money when you're 50 than when you're 25. Mm. But so many men don't know this, but you can see it in Hollywood time and again, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt could go to any university, UGA, pick out the hottest woman, hottest girl. You're gonna be my girlfriend. Okay. Done. Done, right? He's Brad Pitt. Now, some of it is he's good looking, but no, again, women will, will relinquish looks for other qualities, namely status. So it doesn't matter if he's 55, he's he's Brad Pitt. Look at Elon Musk. The dude is not attractive. Hundred and fifty okay? billions attractive though, right? Exactly, exactly. So he you know he was with crazy cluster B Amber Heard, you know, yeah. wanted to destroy Johnny Depp and all these things. But you see all these examples of older established men either in Hollywood or in industry, and they're not going to want to be with the 50-year-old post-wall invisible woman. And, and, I, and what I tell people on the channel, it's like, just Google beautiful woman into the search engine on Google. Is, is Meryl Streep going to pop up? Is a 55-year-old woman going to pop up? No. It's a 22, 23-year-old, 30-year-old hottie. Look at porn, okay? People... You don't see porn stars who are 50 years old. You don't see 50-year-old women porn stars unless you're into that weird niche. How old are the porn stars? In their 20s. Fashion models in their 20s. So, Because that's sexual market value women. Women's peak SMBs in their 20s. The sex positive movement will tell these women, oh, you're beautiful. This is when you need to ride the cock carousel, bang as many men, da-da-da-da-da. And that's the worst thing for them to do. What they need to do, like if you have a good daughter or you want your daughter to have a virtuous sure. life 
is have her marry a good man, a hardworking man, a confident masculine man who's like 10 years older, like 32, when she's 22. Because she is going to be at her peak of what men are really looking for. And the man always want to be with younger women. That's just the way we've been wired. And, and, and that works out. That kind of dynamic will work out better. But radical feminism tells them all just to just bang whoever you want. You can have a career and a family, but you can't. You really can't. So a lot of these women hit 40 and they're like, well, I don't have kids. Uh, I, I'm not married. And then they become disillusioned and bitter. And at that point, they're struggling to find a woman or sorry, struggling to find a man. And then they think like a 40 year old rich man is going to want a 40 year old woman. A 40 year old rich man is going to want the 23 year old yeah. hottie on OKCupid, right? So this is something that this is, we call it, that this is the, the phenomenon of like, like alpha widows and how rich women end up cat ladies because they fundamentally don't understand sexual market value and they get mad like sharon stone came out the actor she's 62 she's like i'm dating but i stopped dating because men are emotionally immature but that's really code for the 62 year old men that she's trying to get who are rich and successful she doesn't want to date the trash guy right the, the janitor but the 62 year old men don't want a 62 year old woman whose vajayjay has been you know run through more than the lincoln tunnel right they want the 20, 30 year old. But they, people don't get this. Women don't get it. They have this disillusioned view of their sexual market value that men are going to want a 40 year old single mom who has three kids from three different men. No, blue pill simps will take that because they, they still pedestalize the woman and think the woman's the catch. Red pill men realize that the man is the catch and they'll be like, hell no, I'm not going to take on a woman with that much baggage. I'm going to, if I marry, I'm going to find a woman who has no kids, who's younger who's religious, virtuous, you know, whatever has good, good signs of, of being a wife. But even then, that woman can at any time load a gun again, divorce you and take all your assets. So again, marriage is not not tenable. Fuck. I, I, I mean, I decided a couple of years ago, you know, that is the like gravity it just takes a little push. I was like, why stop with just like starting a podcast or why stop with getting money for it? Like now I I don't have to work with anyone. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It dawned on me that I was like, I don't I don't think I'm going to get married. And this is before I even discovered you. I was like, I just I was like, I don't see my logic is, is like if you meet someone that's really like you really vibe with. That's fine. Vibe with them. Maybe you guys vibe for 50 years. There's no reason why there needs to be some legal or finance, uh, financial contract. Yeah, but, but the woman's going to push you to marry, though. Women don't believe in this kind of free love mind, mindset because they know they have a ticking time bomb of fertility. They're not going to agree to that. Which is why cases. it takes a hard head like me that I actually do do the thing I want. I think I'm, ju- I'm just not going to do it. I just Well, look, do you want to have kids? No. Are you sure? Are you saying that because you don't trust women or you just don't want to sign your children? I have known that since I hit puberty. I literally remember having braces. And I was like, most people are like, you're just young. Dude, I remember being 11. I remember like 9-11 was like less than a year in the rearview mirror. And I was like, I don't think I want kids. This was in high school. I don't think I want kids. I'm going to be a doctor. I don't think I want kids. Doing a podcast. I don't think I want kids. The only time I could ever see me having kids is if I do the podcast and I get everything I've ever wanted and I realize that there's, you know, I'm not going to find fulfillment in a Bugatti and a mansion and maybe, okay, maybe I do want to settle down and have a family. 
Okay, so let's talk about that. Then. Sure. So this is one of the Achilles heel of MGTOW is sure. men who want to have children. Sure. And men love differently than women. Women love, well, women's love is based on utility. What sure. can you provide me? This We call it Burfaut's law. Robert Burfaut was a sociologist in the 19th century. He just talked about this. And uh, women don't love the way men love. And so when a, when a woman leaves a man and he's like, but I'm a good father, I paid uh, for her med school and all her boob jobs, how can she monkey brand, she'll leave me? It's because they don't understand Brafo's law. Brafo's law is a woman will be devoted and love you as long as there's not somebody of higher utility or usefulness in her life. Once there's somebody higher level, she will leave you for that guy and have absolutely no problem, right? Banging this dude a week later. And she's not gonna think about your feelings because her love is different. Men love romantically men are the true romantics we are that's not to say we're not shallow right but we love fundamentally different than women and that's one of the things that's so important for men to understand is that because we men are logical creatures right and so we're like well why why how could she do this why could she just because they don't understand hypergamy and so forth but Either way, let let's say you wanna you wanna have kids because I'm sure there's guys guys who are like you know I agree this is this is wrong intellectually they think it's wrong uh, to marry but I want to have kids and family. Well, you got three options. So option one is you do get married and just take your chances and look. Any man who wants to get married, that my advice to you is this: be the highest branch that she can monkey branch to. If the woman can't get a richer man or a man with more status, she's more likely to stay with you because women hate being alone women cannot be alone this is why there's this weird paradox of women are always single yet always taken at the same time Hmm. you rarely ever see a hot 25 year old who doesn't have a boyfriend they'll always have a boyfriend but they're always having their eye out for the next guy so the 25 year old boyfriend might have a porsche but she's looking for the guy with the lambo so if you're the guy with the lambo and you provide the, the, the the most status that she can get then she's probably less chance that she's going to leave you so this is why we always recommend work on your six sixes and 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 don't get married until you're older because you're going to have more money so marry a younger woman try to find one that's virtuous maybe in church or whatever but if she can't monkey branch that that mitigates the chances of her divorce raping you also a prenup so prenups can be thrown out in every state oh fuck they can be thrown out. And there's a couple of ways to do it. One is if the, the female lawyer or the lawyer for the female can demonstrate that she will be put on welfare if they divorce, then the court will throw out the prenup because theoretically they don't want more people on welfare, even though the, the radical left, of course, wants everybody dependent on the government. But that's one way they throw out the prenup. And the other way is just she has a really good lawyer. Uh, they, can, they can get the prenup thrown out. So prenups will give you protection. They will give you protection so if you're going to get married, you have to try to send the prenup. Now, a lot of blue pill simp men, when they when they bring up the prenup to the woman, say, I need you to sign this prenup or we're not going to get married. The woman, of course, is going to be raging, guilt trip, shame talk. What? You don't think our love's going to last forever? You think I'm a gold digger? Da, da. And so many blue pill men will back down and be like, you know what, honey? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you to suggest that you would leave me. You don't have to sign the prenup. And see, and that is a very effeminate trait. Women want masculine men. And you've seen the last three decades, men have become pussies, mm-hmm. right? And women have become more masculine. You go to the gym, you see all these women with, with the traps and the delts, they're all manly, all the tattoos. But deep down, men want feminine, virtuous women. Mm-hmm. Women want masculine men. And so we have this phenomenon called shit tests. 
Shit tests are little tests that women will do to see how masculine you are. And men have to pass it. So an example of a shit test is the prenup. So when she starts raging and saying, I won't sign this, so many men who have nice guy syndrome and pedestalize the woman will back down. No, you are the catch. You are the catch. You age like fine wine. You say, bitch, if you're not going to sign this, we're not getting married. See ya. I can find another woman. Abundance mindset. So many men have one-itis. They meet this woman. This is the only woman in the world for me. This is the only woman I could be happy with. And then they start rationalizing all her red flies. Yeah, I know she's a single mom. has three kids from three different men. She has $200,000 in credit card debt. But she's the one. So when you have this scarcity mindset, you make stupid decisions like marrying that woman without the prenup. An abundance mindset man will be like, there's tons of women I can be compatible with if I want to marry, which of course I don't recommend you do. But if I, there's thousands of women. If you're not going to sign the prenup, I'll find a woman who will. Because ultimately, I have to look out for me because, you know, the divorce rate, 70%, 75% of divorces initiated by women. So chances are this woman's not even going to be around in 40 years when, when you're trying to retire. So that's the mindset you need to have when it comes to prenups. But so many men cave in because deep down they're pussies who are scared to be alone and because they worship the woman and they have nice guy syndrome. So, so going back, so one way you can have kids is get married and just be the highest branch you can monkey branch to and maybe you won't divorce. And you'll have kids, and this is what we want. Kids raised in a biologically intact household. Mm-hmm. This is what we want. This is what made society great. Mm-hmm. great. The other option is just have kids out of wedlock, the illegitimate kids. So let's say you find a woman who seems like a nice woman, and you're like, woman, I'm never going to marry you, but I want to breed you out. Or, you know, whatever words you want to use. Like, I want to have a kid with you. Yeah. But I'm not going to marry you. Now, the smart thing about this is all she can get is child support from you. Now, like if you can work out a 50-50 arrangement where you're not even paying child support and you each have the kid, you know, 15 days a month, that's great. That would be ideal. But if you can't work that out, all she can get is 20% 20 of your total assets for one kid. She can't get 50 to 70% of your assets as if she could if she married you. So you're having your offspring, but you're mitigating the loss of of her or her ability to take more money from you. So that's the other option. Just find a woman who seems like a good woman and just tell her, look, we'll have children together, but I'm never going to marry you. Then the third option that you see like rich and big town men do is they'll go abroad. So they'll go to Thailand or Colombia and they'll go to these surrogate agencies or they'll just bang some woman and get her pregnant. And then they have a lawyer over there write up the paperwork where she will relinquish full custody of the child. You'll pay a certain amount of money up front, and then you can bring the child back as your child. That way you know the child will always be yours. There's no chance of, of the woman taking your kid. The problem with this one is there's, there's a couple. One is you have to have a lot of money up front, so somebody who's 25 really can't do this. Sure. The other thing is your, your child is never going to know their mother. And call me a track on but I think it's kind of important for kids to know their mom Absolutely. and their dad. Absolutely. So those are the three options, and they're all kind of fraught with their own peril. But this is this is what MGTOW men or, or bachelor men, whatever you want to call them, uh, have to choose from if they want to have children. Fuck. So you need to think later on, let's say 20 years from now, you're like, okay, the Bugatti isn't good enough. Sure. I want a kid. 
that point, you'll probably have the money to do all three options. I would probably recommend uh, if you have a lot of money, you could try option one and get married and just make sure she signs the prenup and just be a badass, confident alpha male and that she can't monkey branch away from Mayguard. Uh, we can talk about Mayguarding if you want, but Mayguard. And uh, maybe you can have a successful marriage. Or you could do the other two options. Fuck. That, that's the beauty of, of having money. Do you, do, you, do you know what the six sixes are? I don't know. Give me 30 seconds. Let me go piss real quick. Tell them where your channel is. I'll put it in the description of the top comment. I got to go piss real quick. But yeah, I'll come right back. Okay, so my podcast is called The Awakened Man. Uh, Go check it out. I I have about 340 episodes. Most of them are related to men optimizing their their, all aspects of their their life, physical health, psychological health. We talk a lot about MGTOW, dating, and stuff like that. And then the YouTube channel is Red Pill Men's Health. That's the main one. And also I have a sister channel called Gregory the Red Guru where I talk about I answer dating questions in little short five minute videos. I also talk about religion, libertarian politics, and so forth. That's the main way to reach me. And also I have redpillmenshealth.com where I have courses over there. I have some books. You can buy some MGTOW merchandise and so forth. So I will start, Thomas, while you're voiding the bladder and talk about the six sixes. So the six sixes is what women use to judge if a man is high quality enough did you hear that last part i heard six sixes are not man high okay okay so this these are the six sixes so this is what you want this is what women are looking for okay what one six figure income two six inch cock or more three six pack abs four six hundred horsepower sports car or or, or higher stronger uh five is going to be six feet tall or higher and six the last one really not important be out of a relationship for at least six months so this is what we call the six sixes this is what women are looking for so if you can get as much much of those six sixes as possible you'll be a more desirable catch for you to get the the high sexual market value pick of the litter so six figure income taps into the hypergamy women want to be with men who can provision and give them security that makes sense 600 600 horsepower sports car is kind of an extension of having the money it shows that you have the sure. money but you really don't need the sports car but it's an ex- shows that you have the money six uh, six feet or taller men women are wired to like men who are taller because their offspring will be taller and then the, the six inch cock you know i mean ideally if you can have that i mean I, you know i think that's one of those where if you're really rich they don't give a damn if yeah. it's 5.1 yeah. right and then the six pack abs, it just shows that you're in physical health. Again, it's not as important as the money part, but again, women would prefer to be with a guy in shape than a guy who's not in shape, okay? And then the six months out of a relationship, that one's just bullshit because look, a woman, again, if Brad Pitt's just getting out of a relationship or whatever, or Ryan Gosling just broke up with Eva Mendez, a woman is not gonna be like, you know what, Ryan Gosling, I'm gonna wait six months until you're out of this yeah. relationship. No, they're, they're gonna jump on him as soon as possible. Yeah. So those are the six sixes. So I tell people, pursue the six sixes for you, for you men. And then one of the ancillary benefits is, yeah, you, you're going to get more attention uh, from women. But yeah, pursue the six-figure income because you being richer will give you a better life. Yeah. Right? Pursue the six-pack abs because if you're in better shape, you'll live longer. So the six sixes can be used by men sure. to, to better their own life. Sure. Fuck. Where... So where are you? Because if I if I recall correctly, you are 
You're divorced, correct? Yeah. You are, and and you have a, one child. That's no, per- I have four. Four. Okay. Yeah, well, so I, have, I, have I pay four. I pay fifty percent of child support. So sure. One of the reasons I created the channel was just my own personal story. So sure. I was married. I had three kids. Uh, one was unintended. You know, typical sexless marriage at the end. Rager, cluster B personality disorder woman. And she tried to destroy me after she initiated the divorce. And then I I had a, a rebound relationship immediately after I met a woman who was a virtue signaling Mormon, you know, sweet girl, everything that my ex-wife wasn't. And of course, at this point, I'm blue pill, right? I'm very blue pill. It was a rip pill. So I'm like, oh, this woman's different, da 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 And then we conceived a child uh, unintended there. And uh, later on, she monkey branched from me to to a lawyer. And so because I have two different baby mamas, I pay 50% to child support. Okay. And so again, the court systems don't really care about the male plight. They, they don't care that, that a man can have their money taken by these women. These women can use the money whatever they want. They don't really care. They don't care. Men are interchangeable. 75% of suicides done in America are done by adult men. Mm-hmm. And it's not all because they're divorce rape. Some of it is the opioid crisis. Some of it is they lost their jobs and you know, they drink too much and then you know, they, they take their life. But yeah, so so that that's kind of my story. And so I just felt like, you know what? I had my podcast for a long time. My podcast was more about big pharma cover-ups, medical conspiracy theories. I, I believe in holistic health mm-hmm. and so forth. And then, uh, so I, I I created the YouTube channel probably about a year and a half ago, and I just, it's called Red Pill Men's Health because mm-hmm. at the beginning I did videos on, uh, two videos a day, one on, on red pill, like dating stuff, and then one on physical health, like talk mm-hmm. about the danger of plastics, the danger of fluoride. Mm-hmm. That's where the name comes from. Sure. And then I started that a year and a half ago, and uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much where I am. So Red Pill Men's Health. Uh, we do a video a day. We do two live streams a week. Uh, and I have courses that I created that, that are over at repomenshealth.com. Then the Awakened Man is the, the podcast um, branch of it. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I have I have the most most episoded, most reviewed uh, MGTOW channel in, in the pod the pod world. So I take some pride in that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, these are these are ways that people can reach me, but. Either way, I mean, so, I mean, Thomas, look, I, I mean, I don't know how you view marriage and intersexual dynamics, but you're young. You haven't made the mistakes that I've made and older men have made. You are red pill aware, at least intellectually. The key on purging the relationship thirst or the idea that your life is incomplete without a woman is that you have to purge it in the heart, you know, purge it and down here, nice guy syndrome, all these things. Because okay. a lot of guys like you will, will, will understand the intellectual arguments for not marrying. But unless you purge it here, you're essentially one link away from the plantation, as we call it. The plantation Fuck. is you working for the woman. Right? One link away from the plantation. Yeah, so who, who's, who's your favorite celebrity crush? Like I used to say Blake Lively before she got married to Ryan Reynolds. Like I like that kind of tall, not a lot of makeup, white girl look. Sure. So I tell my subscribers, it's like, you know you've purged the thirst when Blake Lively knocks on your door, this is Thomas, I want you to marry me, I'll be your wife. Can you resist that? So that's why I said a lot of guys are one week away because they'll be like, you know what, Gregory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of these guys are either incels or maybe sure. they just can't get women, but if Blake Lively knocks on their door. Okay. Or Gigi Hadid or, you know, whatever girl you think is cute. Choose you know, your I, crush, I, yeah. She knocks yeah. on the door and she's, yeah. yeah Can yeah. you resist? Can you resist? Okay. That's, that's the key. So, 
So it's the intellectual and the emotional purging of the relationship thirst. But one of the reasons I do the channel is I am a cautionary tale. You don't want to be me. Sure. You don't want to be a man who's got to pay 50% to child support. So everything that I earn, talk about the progressive income tax, right? The more you work, the more the government takes your taxes. No matter what dollar I make, 50 cents goes to these women. And it drives me freaking crazy. Well, I think that's why the, the reason why I asked that is I think it just makes your your message that much stronger. If you were if you were me, if you were 30 and never married and you're saying all that, I might be like, this sounds great. But this kind of sounds like Bernie Sanders saying, let's all just be friends. Like hearing it from you, it means a lot more because you're like, right. You're like the Delta Force veteran. Like, let me fucking tell you about how it's going to go down. Fuck everything else. This is what's going to happen. That's why I take what you're saying to heart is because you're speaking from experience and it's like every red pill it's terrifying and it's you kind of lean back a little bit you're not sure but like every red pill it feels so good after you take it you're like okay it's truth you stare at it and it's truth right it's not looking at your test score. I don't want to look at it. I know I got it versus like, look at it. Fuck, I got a D. Let's go hit the library. And after a couple of days, you start to build confidence. You're like, okay, I just I just got to pull it up. I just got to get a good grade. And it's it sucks at first, but then you start working it and molding it. Right. And you, you cure it at the foundation. It's taking a shot to forget about something versus why don't you go address the problem? Do some meditation. How about you go for a run, come back, and let's examine what it is that's bothering you. It hurts true. and then it's better. It, it's true. Like I, I talk to divorced men on my channel. I do coaching calls as well. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I hear these stories of men who are getting divorce raped or losing sure. their kids and lost everything. And I tell them, it's like, it sucks, but it's going to get better because now you're an independent, autonomous man again. So now every dollar you make, you determine how you spend it. Because in a marriage, more often than not, again, women marry men who make more money than them. That's that's part of their hypergamy. But who's spending more of the money in the marriage? It's almost always the women. 65% of consumer debt is the woman. And so when they marry, it's you work, she spends. She's the one who wants the nicer house, the nicer car, you know, designer clothes, nice furnishings. And the man, most men don't give a shit about these things. Yeah. I don't need a designer leather couch or whatever, yeah. but the woman, because they're so dicknapped by the woman and henpecked by the woman, goes, okay, you buy whatever you want. So you see these men coming out of divorce and they're getting destroyed. But I tell them, it's like, now you are your own king. Sure. You determine how you live your life. If you want to be frugal and save your money, you can do that. If you want to go buy your Lambo, if you have the money, you can go do that. If you want to travel, you can do that. You can live where you want. You can walk around in your underwear all day. You can play video games and eat Hot Pockets. You can start a side gig. It's your choice. And this is the way America used to be, the frontier mindset. Mm. You work hard, make the choices, you reap the benefits. You make poor choices or you don't plan, you could, you'll suffer and maybe die out in the woods. I mean, this is a very kind of primordial masculine view is now you're in charge of your own life. What are you going to do with it? And that that's, that's kind of the... The positive message of MGTOW is, yeah, like you just mentioned, the pill's hard to take, but now that you're divorced, now the future can be bright if you make the right choices, if you purge your addictions and your demons, you work on your financial health, you purge the relationship there so you don't get married again. The divorce rate of second marriages is 70%. Fuck. The divorce rate of third marriages is 80%. But 
I, I always talk about on the channel, 10 men get divorced. Seven of them will go back on the dating market. Two will go MGTOW or bachelor, never marry again. And then one's going to kill himself or trick himself to death. Sure. So the large majority of men who get divorce raped, they think that woman was the exception. Right. And, and we, we, we say this is a wall, a wall. All women are like that or not all women are like that. So when they get divorced the first time, they're like, oh, she she was bad, she was a rager, she took my kids, she called the cops, got me thrown in jail on false allegations. But not all women are like that. Not, no wall, not all women are like that. And then what they don't realize is women all have these certain inherent features in them, solipsism, hypergamy, and what they'll realize is, oh, yeah, all women are like that. Because ultimately all that really matters is the same court system. So whether you marry the trad con conservative girl or the hot mess, the court system is still there to support them. You can't escape the court system. This is why I always say I'm not anti-woman. I'm anti the court system because the court system and government is the gun father and husband of the woman. So at any time she can use the court system to destroy you. And because we have the welfare state, men have become obsolete. Look, look at Look at the illegitimacy rate in 1950, 2%. Now it's 70% in the black community, 40% in the Hispanic and white community. Why? Because women don't need to marry men because they can just get money from the government through welfare and they get more money by the more kids that they have and so forth. That's one of the reasons society is being destroyed. We have to get rid of welfare, but we're never gonna get rid of welfare. It's never gonna happen. Fuck, but I'm I'm thinking about like what you're like, like right now where I am, man. Like, I choose. I have creative control over the podcast. Those are all stipulations in the contract. I get to choose my guests. No one gets to tell me who I can't have on. So right, like for instance, I love Cold War history, right? I love conspiracies yeah. and shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna email you a book after this. Uh, but like right now, I how I get guests, like I choose a book I like. I listen to it. I have an Xbox right here. I mute it, and I listen to audiobooks. That's how I fucking go through hours and hours of like day, or information a day. I mean, 10, 12 hours a day. And now that I'm making money, I'm making money by waking up. I go to the gym. I meditate. And then I come in here. I do a podcast. Most days I do two. I turn on the audiobook I'm listening to, and I mute the whatever I'm playing, Ace Combat, flying F-22s around. And I do that, and then I go to bed. I have no, it's like, I'm at this level of freedom that like, it's kind of, and I don't mean this in like some cocky way, but like, it's almost like, I don't, I don't know how to like, look to others for advice. Cause how many people got into med school, didn't go started a podcast and now make money playing video games, choosing their own guests and their own schedule, you know, like it's very, I mean, it's a blessing. It's a it, to me. It's like proof of God. Like, okay, like I know my brother's looking after me. But there's part of me that gets very nervous now, right? Because, like I said, college. I, I mean, shredded. I mean, look disgusting. Straight A doctor. For several years, gained a ton of weight after my brother died. Got into a lot of drugs. Turned into a real piece of shit. Lost all market value. Now I've lost most of the weight, not all of it, but most of it. I'm getting back. And now is in, in the last two months, now I have an income. And now all of a sudden I'm broke to, okay, now I'm doing my own thing, doing whatever I want. 
there's a really big part of me that's like, at first I was like, oh, I'm getting this like market value back up. You know, I'm single. I'm slowly losing the weight. I've got money. I've got a cool job now. How many people can say they do this? But part of me gets really nervous and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I jumping back into that? Why don't I just keep doing what I'm doing? Why don't I go well, get What do you va- mean by jumping back into that? You mean like dating? Dating. Part of me is like, why don't I just get like a vasectomy and not date and not get married and just do this like am i and i'm like well who else does that but then part of me is like am i just like kind of am i pioneering this path that the reason why i can't find any advice is because no one's done it like, no there's a guy i know i had him on, on my channel sure. aaron clary he's a, he's got i had him on <laughs> okay you know yeah so he had yeah. a vasectomy he yeah had a vasectomy because he's like i don't want to have kids and i i don't want to you know yeah so, i mean you know his story so i mean you could do that i would say with dating it's like this look there are some men who see marriage as the most expensive form of prostitution and again this is kind of a a, a reductionist view of marriage but think about it dating engagement marriage it's the same concept the man is giving resources for what? Pussy. Yeah. Okay. So if you kind of have this mindset, it's a very kind of jaded black pill view of it. But if you don't want to give up your freedom and you like your life, you got your buddies, you got your family, then some guys just do prostitutes, right? Or they, they become sugar daddies. That's something you can do. You know, if you don't, you know, the sugar daddies kind of phenomenon where you can just hire a, a girl, you pick a girl. You, know, you can go to these sites like Seeking.com is one of the bigger ones. And there's some studies. Actually, there was one that said uh, University of Georgia, one in 10 girls at UGA are on sugar sites. It, it's a humongous thing now because the sugar, the, the way it works is this. So you go to like Seeking.com and it'll have profiles like Match or eHarmony. And it'll be like these girls. Let's say you're your 21-year-old co-ed. And she'll... Essentially, put a price like for three thousand dollars a month. I'll be your girl, and whatever girl means uh, is negotiated. Sure. So you see these older men who are like, "I got all this money. I don't want to risk getting married, but also I don't really like spending a lot of time with women because they really don't have bring anything like intellectually to the table. But I still want to have the hottie that I could bank. So they have this arrangement where they pay two, three thousand a month or whatever, whatever wage it is. And then you have this woman come over. You can take her out on dates. If you have big functions, you got to go to. You have this hot piece of ass sure. by your side. And it's an arrangement. So you have some men of wealth who are older, who are red pill. Uh, they're like, fuck that. Why am I going to get married? I can just get a sugar baby. So that's an option you have. So you could do hookers. You could do sugar babies. Um, or you can just do short-term relationships, but tell the women up front. Maintain mm-hmm. frame. Be masculine. And just be honest. Be like, yeah. look, I'm not going to get married. Or maybe, you know, say in 15 years, maybe I'll get married. I'm not going to get married now. And I just believe in honesty with women. Just say, this is just a short-term relationship. And that's all it's going to be. Tell her up front. Now, a lot of women, if they see you as a high sexual market value man, they'll be like, oh, yeah, but you haven't you haven't got a taste of my, my pussy. You'll wait. And so women will try harder sure. on these kind of George Clooney bachelor guys before George Clooney got married. They'll try harder because, oh, you think you're going to be a bachelor? You're not going to fall in love with me? So they try harder. But also, it's a masculine thing. It's called plate spinning. So when you have a bunch of women in your life and on different stages of dating, it's just very masculine. You just tell the woman, it's like, yeah, we're just going to date. Just so you know, I'm dating this woman too. If you don't like it, that's fine. I understand. Get the hell out. Yeah. I'll find another one. Okay, going back to abundance mindset. Yeah. I'll find another. Yeah. I'm not going to cave into my life or my values 
for your shit test. I'll just find another. It's capital. That's, it's capitalism. That's, right. That's the mindset. Whoever, there's a saying, whoever needs the other person the least is in the position of power. Mm. And you always want to be the person that needs the other person the least. So you never want to be the one who falls in love. Uh, and certainly don't ever tell the woman first that you fall in love. So you want to have this kind of masculine mindset. It's like, yeah, if you don't like this arrangement, get the fuck out. I'm cool with it. I mean, I understand, right? You want to sure. get married. Or you're, you have a ticking fertility time bomb. I get it. But it's not for me. If you don't like it, get the hell out. And that way you maintain your values, you maintain frame, you're very masculine. And a lot of women are going to respond to this because that is a masculine thing. It's to say, you're the 10th most important thing in my life behind God, hummus, puppies, <laughs> the wind, you know, whatever. And just put a woman in her place. You're never going to be important in my life. A lot of women respond like, oh my God, this guy is like... I don't see guys like this because what, what women always lament that all men now are pussies who worship them. So on one level, they like the narcissistic feed that they get. But another level, they're like, where are all the masculine men? So when a man says something like that, like, hey, we're just going to bang short term relationship. You don't like get the hell out. All these you're passing all these shit tests. They're like, God, this is so refreshing. He's so masculine. They'll want to be with you. Dude, when I was in college, great shape, prospective doctor and would just openly be like, no, I'm just waiting for the right girl. As much as all my guy friends used to shit on me, because they'd be like, dude, you're not fucking, how come you're not getting pussy? At the same time, they'd be like, Jesus Christ in heaven, if it's not like a goddamn black hole, they just throw themselves. Because I was, it wasn't a game. It wasn't, I'm playing hard to get. I was like, I'm legitimately not interested in you. And it almost, it literally, it almost made it like, it made it, it was like a nuisance. It was like, I truly am not interested in you. Like, I'm really not trying. I'm not playing hard to get. Like, I legitimately don't want your number. And it didn't work. It, they just came back harder. And it's, yeah. man, it's, and I've, but I've often thought, like, like, what if you just go the whole way, right? For me, the first thing was like, okay, uh, I don't want to be a doctor. That took a lot to be like, I don't want to do this. Be honest with yourself. I don't want to do this. And then when I got into pharmacy school, it was a little easier to say, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I started graphic design. It was, I don't know if I want to do this. And to boil down to where it's like, I have just been so steadfast in like freedom that it's like now I am 30 years old, make just shy of six figures, playing video games, listening to audiobooks, choosing my guests with my own sweatshirt Damn. that I design, doing whatever I want. And the thought thickens, right? It's Why this, would you want to give that up? And it keeps going. But part of me is like, well, what if I just kept going? What if the next step is like, what's the real red pill? And I've thought about this a lot. It was like, what if you just go, what if you do go get like the cabin? What if you go, what if you just cut out social media? What if you cut out, like yeah. what, how hard can you go down the Buddha route? Right? There's two types of Buddhas. There's the Pratyeka Buddha, which goes, becomes a Buddha, comes back and helps others. And then there's the Bodhisattva, which just goes off into his bliss and is never to be seen again. Part of me is like, am I just at like, I feel like I'm at the top, but I'm like, am I just at the foothill of the mountain? Is the real peak, you're living on the top of the fucking Himalayas, <laughs> no kids, no wife, no debt. And every day you're just in this like meditative trance and one like sexual unison with all of the universe and consciousness. And like, <laughs> and it's like, is there just like, I feel like I'm at the top, but it's just like, you know, when you will go through a video game and you beat it on hard and then you finish it and you're like, I did it. And then it's like, you've unlocked veteran mode. You're like, oh, there's a whole new mode. 
And then you beat Veteran, it's like you've unlocked Ace. And you're like, fuck, it keeps going. Like, how deep does, like, the red pill rabbit hole go? Is it like you're well, just at well, the beginning, go off into the woods, become one with God? I'll, t- I'll tell you this. So you you have a couple things going for you, Thomas. I mean, the fact that you have this benefactor and you're making six figures at 30, I mean, that's just amazing. You're, just you're SM, Just, okay. just shot. But your, your SMBs, it's going to be off the chart in 10, 15 years. Uh, with, with social media, um, the studies have all shown that the more time you spend on social media, especially women, the higher rate of eating disorders, depression, and all these things. So it's best to stay off social media completely. <laughs> And in terms of like, I was gonna say when we were messaging each other, you were like, I don't really check Instagram. I wasn't no. lying when I was like, dude, I I download Instagram every day to post today's podcast and then delete it. I was literally downloading it to check yeah, my message with you. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, women, it's you know, women are addicted to. I mean, for women, it's more like Pinterest and you know, Instagram, Snap. For men, I think it's more like gaming and porn. I think mm-hmm. or, or the, the screen problems that we deal with. But in terms of like, how far can this go? I mean, look, if you look at church history, there we had Desert Fathers. Uh, that just lived in caves in, in the Sinai Peninsula, and they lived content lives. Of course, we have the Buddhist examples. So it's really what kind of life do you want? Like when you're 46, I'm about to turn 47 in a week. Do you want to have the, the the two houses, you know, on the East Coast, West Coast, and have four sports cars? That's fine. You can have that. Or do you want to have more of like I live on a boat and sail around the world? Or do you want to have the kind of just I'm just living in a cabin? you know, accruing all this money, you know, you can do whatever you want. That's what we say. The versatility of MGTOW is you can be a monk or you can pump and dump and bang. It's the choice is yours. The world is your oyster because right now you have no kids and you're not married. So you have this latitude, not, not to mention the benefactor that you have. You have this latitude that someone like me doesn't have. I have kids. So I'm kind of, sure. I want to stay in the town that I'm at so I can see my kids sure. and have some sort of influence. Be over a father. Them. Yeah. Yeah, and I pay all this money to child support. I have another job, so I have to you know try to hide my my identity because my previous job, oh, we didn't talk about this. So oh, yeah. I got doxxed. I got fired because there was a woman at my job who somehow found out about the channel because I didn't talk about you know where I work or even use my real name, but she found out about it and she said it was hate speech. So they went to HR and they got me fired. And I told HR, I was like, okay, if a woman had a channel where she's talking about working on your physical health, working on your financial health, and then having videos like watch out for narcissistic men. These are signs of narcissism. That would be praised, yeah, right? That would be praised. It's a female empowerment, exactly. But a man has that channel, it's hate speech. And of course, you can't reason with HR because they're all part of the, the corporate board and they're all infected by feminism and, and they're, they're worried about other issues. So. You know, so I don't have the luxury that you have. So your life can be whatever you want it to be, brother. I mean, on, on days, maybe if you feel like a little down or depressed, just remember, man, the world is what you want it to be and you can do whatever you want. And if you want to go to Tibet, you want to just sail around the world, you're the one who's going to be fundamentally the one who makes the good decisions or the bad decisions. And as your guest, and my, you know, my specialty is, is marriage and all these things, Marriage would be a bad decision. But if you're going to get married, wait 15 wait. years, make sure they have a pride prenup and be the highest guy that she can monkey branch to and find, try to find a good virtuous woman who hasn't been driven through, the, you know, like the Holland Tunnel. You know, that, that's what I would tell you. As, as this podcast gets bigger and I, and I, cause right now it's like, it's cool. It's the most money I've ever made by a long shot. But like my end goal is to get to fuck you money. And yeah. One thing you said, like, you can be whatever you want. 
I meditate every day and I have for 12 plus years and it dawned on me about two years ago because I realized I didn't know what I wanted and then it dawned on me that I want to make as I want to make so much money and have so much freedom that I can be free to not know what I want like, oh, that's that's, that's profound yeah that's profound. I was like yeah. I want yeah. I want to not it's like a video game on god mode you turn on invincibility you turn off timers and deadlines and, tuto- and you're just like I'm gonna right now I'm gonna try to land a helicopter on top of a whale fuck it because that's what I'm doing I want to be free to not know what I I want yeah you got what I said I'm, I'm butchering it now <laughs> I want to be free to not have to know what I want Instead of like a financial advisor, I think I'm I'm going. You're just gonna be my you're gonna be my guru. Uh, you're gonna be my red pill advisor. Well, man, anytime you want to talk, if you're feeling tempted, you know, as we call it, you're getting dicknapped or you're feeling the thirst for a woman. There, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we talk about there's nothing wrong with the sex thirst. We are men. And we're, you're young, we're animals. You're, you're, Right, you're young, dumb, and full of you know what. Well, I can yeah. say you come here. Yeah, but but you know with with age, and this is why we say like 35 to 50 is the peak years for men because you you might not know now because you're young, but you think of somebody who's 42, 46 is old. But we still have vitality, we still have virility, we still get erections, all this shit. But we have you, you tend to have more money at this age. That's why the sweet spot for men is like 35 to 50, right? So. Like I mentioned, if you feel tempted to marry or you're falling in love, you know, I can always be there just to kind of not not like squash your dreams just kind of thing. me around. But but sex thirst is normal. And we all we all like sex. Nobody's denying that. We we all like physical intimacy with a sure. woman, holding a woman, sure. fucking a woman, you know, whatever. Of course we like that. Yeah. But we just have to maintain our our senses because men get dick napped. Let's re, let's be real. We we put on the rose colored spectacles when we meet the right woman. It's the oxytocin that's being made mm-hmm. and the dopamine. And so sometimes we just need to to just you know like cool the jets and and ultimately like just always do the most masculine thing when it comes to, to, to being with a woman. Always have the abundance mindset. She's great, but there's a zillion other great women you could find. And always make the masculine choice. And the masculine choice is always to be, I don't need you in my life. And a lot of women will respond to that. They will respond to it. And if you find a woman who doesn't respond to it, okay. You know, get the hell out, you'll find another one. Just don't lose who you are and don't lose don't lose your frame, as we say. What what if you what if you meet a woman who makes more than you uh, and doesn't want to be married? She comes at well, you, hey, hey, like she, you know, cuts you, like, hey, just so you know, like, I don't want to be married. Okay, is that a well, unicorn? These are, the, these are two things that that, that I wouldn't say don't exist, but yeah, okay. So a woman, but if you do, be, hypothetically, okay, okay, well, but again, this is like hypothetically, you find a woman who's twenty one and is twenty one forever. You know, I mean, come on. But let's just say theoretically, so a woman who would want to be with me who makes more than me, that goes against female wiring, and a woman who doesn't want to get married goes against female wiring. But if I were to find a woman that is is cool with that, would I date her? I'd date her, but I would maintain frame and tell her, look, we're never gonna get married, da 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 I mean, there, there's, there, there's, there's no woman out there that's really to the point that, that I would lose my values. I've purged the relationship sure. thirst, this idea that your life's incomplete without a woman. So no, I would have maybe some sort of, maybe, I don't know, because again, short terms, you still have levels of risk. Sure. This woman might seem nice and sweet, but still you're always one phone call away. Now the PUA guys would say, 
it's okay because you're getting laid. That is risk. Life is risk. And I agree, man. Every time we get in a car, it is yeah. risk. You create a podcast, it's risk. Men like risk. We are entrepreneurial. We like to take risk. But at the same time, taking risk on the biggest thing that you can do in your life, which is marriage, is a risk that a lot of, of men, red pill men, don't want to take because the benefits of marriage, now you can get outside of the confines of marriage. Whereas beforehand, if you wanted sex, you only had two options, the town whore or you got married and all the women were virgins. But now a lot of the benefits of marriage, you can get without marrying the woman. You can just have short-term or long-term relationships and just not live together. And you will maintain some risk by dating. But me, I have kids. So for me, monk works. I don't need to have more kids. Trust me, I don't want more kids, right? I pay 50% of child support. But I don't need kids. So since I don't need kids, why would I date? And again, it's just, I don't know, maybe because I'm older and I have kids. Whereas a man your age really wants to have children, let's say, and he has a purge of thirst, being a MGTOW monk is less attractive to them because they want to have kids. And clearly, if you're going to be a monk your whole life, you're not going to, you know, it's going to be hard to have kids. So MGTOW is all, you know, we're all on different roads and different paths. And it's not like there's a set ideology. It's just a general philosophy. And every man kind of adapts it uh, to whatever works for them. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, is like looking back in hindsight, like I, like I was MGTOW in college, but like, I didn't even know what that was. It's, but like, didn't sleep around, studied all the time. I drank like once or twice a semester, woke up at five every morning, worked out in my room. I took cold showers. I meditated a couple times a day. And I look back at that time when I'm, on paper, it looks like the most miserable thing in the world. All I did was study. That was the most at peace of ever. It was four years. That was the most at peace yeah. of it. Struggle like you can't imagine, but peace. I just, every day I was grinding towards this impossible goal, getting in a med- and being like a meathead, never was like an academic in my life, maintaining like near perfect physical fitness, cold showers, rarely drinking, rarely smoking. It would be like a celebration at the end of the year when I got a 4.0. And I look back on that now and I'm like, that was like the most bliss-filled life. It was just this pure... Yeah. And that entire time I was in there, I kept a journal for four years. I kept a journal of that subjectively. And then for years afterwards, after college, after I lost my brother, and I was like, I need to indulge in all of it. That was the most miserable time of my life. It's this... And and this is something that the left won't tell you. You know, you become a slave to the the, the, the devices in your life. The hedonism. You drown in it. This is what the devil tells you. Do it, do it, do it. You know, sleep around, drink, live a debauched life like the prodigal son. Yeah, but that life doesn't bring you happiness. If you were to have 125-year-old thoughts in a room and you ask them, how many are you happy? Honestly, most of them would not raise their hand. Most of them are on antidepressants and anxiety drugs because that lifestyle is destructive. This is what the Bible has always taught. This is what the church has always taught. People see the church and the Bible as all these, you can't, you can't, you can't, sin, sin, sin. But really it's kind of a guideline because God knows better. A certain lifestyle is destructive and a, a lifestyle that's more conducive to the Ten Commandments and being virtuous and, and not sleeping around leads to a better life. And so it, it's not surprising that you had more bliss uh, during that time. But also women bring drama to a man's life. You know, we, we talk about the hot mess, right? The more beautiful the woman is, the more we have you, you ever seen like Wolf of Wall Street? You ever seen that movie? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So Naomi, like, like, uh, what's Margot Robbie's character? It's the same thing. Like you see so many red pill tropes in that movie, right? He dumps his, his good wife mm-hmm. for the hot woman. Right. And then what, look at the dynamic at the beginning. She's give he's giving her all the stuff, all the, the yacht, the jewelry. Yeah. He's dumb enough to marry a woman who cheated with him behind his back. So, I mean, you, you see, and then she, of course, it's like, why would you marry a man who cheated behind his wife's back? Is it, is he not going to cheat on you? But again, Margot Robbie's character is all about hypergamy. I can marry this very rich man who's going to name a fucking yacht after me. Yeah. And then you see they get married, and what does she do? She's the bait and switch. She starts raging. She's yelling. He's not getting sex as much. And so you see just a lot of red pill kind of things played out uh, in that movie. But women in general bring drama. If you live alone, like I do, you have the tranquility. And part of that is... Because you control what comes into your life, mm. whether it be short-term relationships with women, friends, social media. You control the anxiety or lack of it in your life. So if you want, you can just detach and just play video games all day and not interact. But when you're married, you're living with somebody else. But typically, women are the ones that bring the drama, whether it be like with you nagging you all the time or their friends or their family and all these things. So men who want tranquility best thing to do is be single because you bring in the tranquility you determine what you want in your life i think that i think that's what i need to do is i look at it as like i can always i can always go get married you can always settle down but i can't ever like undo that and right now i really I don't want to cheat myself and say I've been handed a good card or a good hand because I've worked my fucking ass off. But like I have like a hand that happens like once in a hundred million lifetimes. I kind of think I need to like explore this fully. And, you know, maybe you maybe you go maybe I run the whole solo bliss do whatever I want and maybe that's fun for like a decade and maybe as I get older I'm like hey you know it would be really fulfilling would be like you know a family and maybe that's the case and it has its downfalls and everything but I think right now like I I shouldn't be quick to you know jump off this island like I've landed in a good place you like your life right now why change things in terms of intersexual relations in terms of women why change things yeah fuck but hey, I, I do need yeah, to. Yeah, I, I was about to say. an hour and a half longer. I was about to say, yeah. You, you were like, let's aim for an hour. Two hours and 20 minutes later. I was like, hey, man, it's like Rogan, man. Yeah. You know, when I used to listen to Rogan, I'd be like, God, I can't get through three hours, even if it's somebody interesting. But like like when Kanye was on, yeah. I couldn't listen to Kanye for three hours, man. It's just because it's all, you, yeah. know, you know how Kanye is. But like we just did a three hour interview. So yeah. I had to like Alex, my- yeah, Alex Jones, man. I turn on his episodes with uh, <laughs> with Rogan, and I'm like, I get sucked in. I he's crazy, but goddamn, do I love him? But yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, man. And dude, thank you. That was that was a beautiful session. That was a. I just got like a one on one with like an Aristotle of red pills. So I appreciate that. I think Aristotle fucked kids. So never mind. That's bad. But it's that was. That was beautiful, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. So, uh, when, when is this going to be uh, up? So, I all I do is I run it through iMovie and it kind of like equalizes the sound, whatever the fuck yeah. that means, and then uploads with my shitty internet. But it'll be up by it'll be up before midnight tonight. It's, what, what title are you going to use? 
What would you like? Uh, we could do like a uh, red, red pill talk with Gregory from Red Pill Men's Health or yeah. what's men going their own way. Yeah. You can uh, do it. You choose. Men, men going their own way. What, what is men going their own way with Gregory from Red Pill Men's House? Something like that. Sure. Because, so, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff, but, I mean, I don't know what you do with your other titles if you just keep them, like, titles. Know, it's, it's or, I Normally, I do the name, and then I always do, like, what the bulk of the conversation was. So even a conversation might go into aliens and UFOs, but if the bulk of the conversation was cold war submarines that will be the i i try to choose like percentage wise of what i think it was or like i don't give a fuck if the guest is like can you title this i'm like sure i don't i don't care it's whatever you want i have yeah i try to give as much to you you gave me content you if you want it's going to take like an hour or two to run through iMovie so if in that time you just want to email me back you can literally type out what you want it to be and i'll just copy no, and paste no, no. It. we can just do something like why men should go their own way sure, sure. with gregory from red comments sure Sure. And I'll put in, yeah, if you will, please, um, please email me just like the links and shit. And I will copy paste that description, top comment. And dude, you are, you are, you have a, you have a running spot on this podcast. You tell me, please, you can come back on anytime you like. Sincerely, that was thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy that. I feel most podcasts are very fun. Today was fun. And I also feel like I did red pill, uncomfortable, but feeling better. Definitely feeling cool. better yeah man. i appreciate that of course, all right so I'll, I'll send you the links uh like pretty soon please do like yeah yeah all right yeah man and i was gonna say yeah if, if you want man i'll uh, i'll print one of these out for you it's in the thought thickens and it's just got maryland <laughs> yeah that's great i like it but you, you just make sweatshirts at home you have like a like a oh no 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 i get them printed on i get them printed online but i taught myself graphic design over two years uh-huh. So I just make weird shit. You can look at other. I have these weird. Like, I have like an Alex Jones one. Yeah. It's all. It's like all of his rants. I have. Yeah, I made like a Kanye one. It just says thanks, Kanye. Very cool. I've got these weird psychedelic ones, Area Fifty One ones, like Bob Lazar That's cool. UFOs. That's cool. Dude. I use Teespring to make. I have MGTOW shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. A man and a woman shooting a finger at, at yeah. the woman. But I, I use Teespring. The problem with Teespring is they take fifty percent. Oh yeah, of uh, the of the profits, yeah. they're like twenty one dollars, but they get twelve of it. Yeah, no, I did that for a while with Printful, and then I shut down the store, so I don't even do it for profit anymore. When I have a sweatshirt that I want, I make one, like it's one of one. Literally, give me ten seconds. I'm gonna grab the other sweatshirt, show you, and then I'll let you go. All right. Like here's two of them. Like um, here's this like, this is all shit I made on like an iPad two years ago. This is all like pharaohs and psychedelic LSD shit. It is psychedelic. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just King <laughs> it's like 1968. Tut. Yeah, it's just King Tut, just like his face cut out and then just copy and pasted. And then this one is probably my favorite one. This is um, this is all. It's like an alien. Mm-hmm. It's got Bob Lazar on the back, uh, yeah. and then I took all these like schematics, like these declassified. It's so, just... so you drew that? You drew that his face, or you got that like online and you were able to like? Paste I took it, it and I turned it into like a. I turned it into like a vector. You can just put it through a filter. It's just I did it all on my iPad. It's all just so like these like images. Like that's like an image of like a 
turbine or something. I mm. took it, turned it into a vector, and then I put it all on like a blueprint because I wanted it to look like Area 51 blueprints. And then like the front pocket and the cuffs are actually the 1947 Roswell newspaper. Uh, so I, I got that thing. I, I found a high resolution scan of it. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's the newspaper. So you can actually go in and like read the article. Um, here's a Kanye one. Oh, yeah, here it is. It just says, thanks, Kanye. Very cool. And then on the back is Kanye. Um, here's one that's just got like the constitution for a hood. And then that's it's, cool. it's, it's, yeah. like, I'd rather I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. My knee, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know where the Al oh yeah, this one's still in the bag. But it's it's Alex Jones and it's it's Alex Jones and it's his rant from the second time he went on Rogan. Where he starts this rant about like he's like the elite are all about transcendence and the interdimensional demons and I loved it so much that I took I I typed out, I took like two hours, I typed out the rant, put it in this like put it in like this I put it through a filter so it looks like it matched the handwriting of Da Vinci. And then I took the Vitruvian man and I put yeah. Alex Jones's face on it. How funny. So it's Alex Jones and if you actually can go through and read the whole like two thousand word rant where it's just to merge with machines, transcend our species, it's just this whole fucking just just psycho crazy shit. And hey, man, but you got the passion, you got the time to do it. You should do it. It's fun. Yeah, man. It's um, yeah. Sorry that little show and tell. I get excited about these, but um, yeah, man. Again, thank yeah, you. So, so I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, the other yeah, yeah. Scene that's, I gotta go take yeah, a leak. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I've been doing my little <laughs> kindergarten show and tell. I'm like, look at my cool shit I made. Look at my art project. But uh, no, it was great. I, yeah, I, you're creative, man. Yeah. I couldn't do stuff like that. Thanks, but, man. Well, hey, thanks uh, for coming on. I gotta go piss yeah. too, so we'll wrap this up. But um, yeah, email me. All right. All right. All right, my Take man. Care, yep, you have a good one, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.